American Craftsman podcast is sponsored by Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries. From hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Lux LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Better than ever. Welcome That's back cool. to the show. Look who we got here in the studio today. <laughs> it's it's always hard deciding how to how to uh, intro guests. So uh, we got uh, the guys from New Doors. Yeah, hey, what's uh, up, guys? I'm Chris. This is Dan. We've sort of been priming everybody for this episode over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, ever since you came down, Chris, we uh, you know we told people. That you were coming, so oh, cool! Yeah, everybody's expecting it. Nice, oh, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> we were listening to the past uh, couple episodes over the past few days, just seeing who was on here recently and whatnot. And uh, after I came here and brought you guys stuff, it was like, and I saw this cool ass room. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm on Joe Rogan. I've got the whole setup and everything. So yeah, it's like a, an office from like Anchorman or something. You got the, <laughs> the tweed uh, curtains yeah. over there. Yeah, paneling. <clears throat> Yeah, what did Jacqueline call it? I think she called like, it the sex room. Or like the porno room. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. I can, now I can, I can see, now it. I can see what we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> that was a popular episode. <laughs> yeah, so um, we got a lot to get into. Yeah. Uh, for folks that uh, don't know anything about New Doors, why don't you somebody step up and yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Yeah, so we manufacture replacement cabinet doors. Uh, they're made to be painted, and they're one-piece doors, uh, completely routed out. Our shop is fully automated. We can produce orders and have them shipped in typically 48 hours, uh, and we can manufacture thousands of doors a day, uh, or we'll just do one door. So whatever your order is, uh, it doesn't matter how big, small, we can process it, and then they get taken care of no matter what size client you are. So we've been specializing a lot with kitchen cabinet painters that instead of cabinet painting the cabinets, they're replacing them with doors. And then a lot of shops like yourself that are turning out built-ins and they're using our doors now uh, and able to process them much faster uh, than, than they typically were able to before. I was yeah. wondering if that was going to get into the, the audio. <laughs> I had muted my mic. I had to turn that fan off. I could hear it in the headphones. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, yeah. And we got people yelling outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's the garbage men. They, they Jersey, hit man. our side of the street at like 5 a.m. And then they don't make it to the other side of the street until late afternoon. Dude, yeah. I, live, I lived off the BQE. Oh, God. <laughs> like my Dude. apartment touched. You oh, could, like, one of those places? Part. Oh, man. Yeah, it never stops. Like fourth floor, like. Everyone, especially late at night, like two in the morning, like a Lamborghini driving a hundred miles an hour <laughs> down it. All right, yeah, that'll that'll get you. Yeah, that that's my karma coming back to me now because all that stuff bothers me, and I used to be one of those idiots. 
<laughs> That's what you turn yeah, into. Setting off the car alarms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to think it was funny that I could go down the block setting off car alarms on my bike. Dude, this, the stuff that, I, that you would do as a kid, and now I'm like, I see exactly what <laughs> someone was talking about when they were saying that. <laughs> yeah, I was a teacher, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, yeah, really, you were yelling at everybody for it. <laughs> I was like, all right, calm down, you know, this is nothing compared to what. Yeah, yeah, you're like, please don't do any half of what I was doing, please. Good. Um, yeah, I live on Route 36, and the motorcycles are just, oh, you know, yeah. in the summertime, Insane. you know, light to light, they're just like, I don't yeah. know if I could open it up here, and, and the cars too, but. I, used to, I had a street bike, and I, that's what you do with it. Yeah, yeah. Just like, that's what oh, it's made green for. light, drive as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, open highway, as fast as I possibly could go, and make it as loud as possible. Yeah. yeah. What it, what'd you ride? I had a, a Gixxer oh, 600. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I was the typical... Uh, Staten Island, you know, yeah. white BMW and Gixxer. Oh, did you go to, go, what, did you go go to Surf Club? Oh, dude, oh, yeah. Surf Club. I worked, just I worked at Surf Club. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, the Sunday Jam. Oh, you oh, kicked man. me out a couple so times. You so you guys were jammers. We called, we called you guys jammers. Yeah, dude, well, that's, we were talking on the way up here. We were like, uh, about DJs and all these places. And I'm just like, man, thank God i'm not doing that anymore mm-hmm. i worked and at I, carmen in seaside too oh jeez. Oh. Hey, so you got nothing yeah. you can't say anything to us you were you were <laughs> hanging out in, in the mix with it oh, at yeah. the worst places oh yeah yeah they're not there no more yeah you guys no. crossed paths for sure oh yeah i'm sure especially if he, he was kicking people out we were you know, definitely <laughs> no, I, didn't kick, I worked at the restaurant but one one sunday there was like 13 overdoses at the surf oh, club. jesus insane like some one person actually died um. Yeah, the Sundays there were just insane, absolutely insane. That's what New York man. They come down to yeah to get rats. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's I, like you let out of the zoo <laughs> and you just like just go ballistic. And they we would come down with like get ups. You'd have your hair all done. We were just showing the way here. It was like a costume. Uh, I didn't think of it at the time. Like you were saying before. Uh, like, oh my god! All the sweatbands and. <laughs> Tank tops with the sweatbands and lucky that they didn't have everything documented the way they oh, do that, now. Yeah. yeah, and it was like you know the early and mid two thousand, so it was like you know the fashion was looking back was so bad. Oh, it was a- absolutely terrible. He said we were looking at videos on the way here of just like other. We were, we were just talking about this, and he's pulling up, and I'm just like. What was I thinking? Let me untag was, myself from those yeah. Facebook posts. I don't, even, I don't even want to say I was friends with those kids there also that might be involved with pictures that, that uh, happened. I was like, oh, you hung up with that type of guy? Oh, man. So but, we're definitely going to digress quite a bit today. But that's, yeah, that's our MO. We'll, we'll, we'll just go back to, you know, yeah. a little bit of a plug for what's going on here. You know, you got new doors. And we can vouch for the quality of the product because, yeah. Uh, like, uh, what what was that commercial, that Razor commercial? We, you know, not only uh, like the product, but we use the product. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, um, we kind of got into it because prior to us just, right now we just strictly manufacture doors. We mm-hmm. don't do anything else there. Uh, we specialized in that and took it to its fullest and are still trying to do so. Um, <clears throat> but prior to getting into this, we were making five-piece doors like the rest of the world. Yeah. And once pigmented lacquer uh, became a thing, which really was kind of like in the recent past five years or so, uh, all the problems of pigmented lacquer on wood started to show, especially on uh, cabinet doors. You know, there's expansion between wood that 
happens no matter what. And it doesn't matter if it's a brand new door, uh, especially if you're refinishing old cabinets, you have those uh, five panel issues plus, uh, you know, cleaning and everything else with that goes into that side of the business. But even from the carpentry end, it's just, it doesn't make sense to use something that moves <laughs> by nature while you're trying to make it look like one piece. It's just like right. everything about it doesn't make sense. And, uh, I got sick of it even on my own cabinets. That's kind of how we like moved into the one piece doors because yeah. I built, excuse me, my entire kitchen. I came in the next day. It's all maple. I had all, and everything was done the right way. And some of the frames are moved. Some of the doors are racked and cupping in areas. And it's like, I can't keep doing this. Uh, there's got to be a better way to do it. Again, when they're stained, it's the only way you can do it. And you don't notice a lot of that uh, movement in the door, but on paint, it's going to crack every mm -hmm. single time. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sure you guys know it. And know, on the yeah. light colors, like white, which yep. is so oh, prevalent. Yeah. yeah. We've <laughs> talked about it a lot, how much more forgiving stain grade work is. People think of stain grade mm -hmm. work. Like, you know, I started out as a finished carpenter, and I looked at stain grade as this sort of very high-end, very difficult thing. But when you start to do it, you realize... No, painting is the hard part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stain grade stuff is easy. You can you can get away with so much more. Um, you know, if you're, let's say, your joint between your style and rail open up on a painted piece, you could see it from across the room. On a stain grade piece, you can't see it. Yeah, you know? yeah. and you can fix it too. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was gonna say that the touch up is really hard on on solid things because you yeah. you see it a stained thing. You could rub a marker into it mm -hmm. or some old yeah. stain, and it usually covers it. But that like the sheen is off, the color's off, the crack is like not flat anymore. It's like every single thing about it. And um, it, it really got amplified when we started refinishing cabinets. It was right before COVID, we started the refinishing business um, that we were trying to scale. Um, and it really just magnified all the downfalls uh, to painting five-piece doors. Um, from manufacturing to the amount of pieces that we were doing, what, four... 4.2 million in, yeah. in leads a year uh, just for cabinet refinishing. Wow. Um, and we just noticed that it's something that you can't scale just because the amount of variables involved with that, are the cabinets clean? Um, what have they been cleaning them with? Um, are, are they oak doors, expansion, contraction, bridging? Um, pretty just much even someone that had... There's people that you're not thinking like they have a coffee maker on their island or a candle or all that seeps into the end grain on wood or gets oh, yeah. through the finish because this person's been cleaning their house with bleach or whatever on the doors that all wore it down. And now all this, everything in the air seeped in hmm. and you're trying to paint over it. And it doesn't matter what you use to isolate it. All you're doing is locking down problems. <laughs> yeah and wood always like you we were talking before you see some warping and stuff it's gonna fight back oh, yeah. and it wants yeah. that out of it and you made something that's trying to breathe you're trying to trap it in and it's gonna come out of somewhere and nature is likely going to win over uh your coating so and the client doesn't care all they see is a is a paint job that failed you know? yeah and that's even when it went good you know <clears throat> we're talking with a lot of even cabinet stores now that, you know, sell nationwide to, you know, full sets of cabinets. And they're complaining because the customer, you, the door leaves perfect. 
and then it moves and it cracks, and now you look like the worst person, and there's there's nothing you can do. You know right. what I mean? It's it doesn't matter. Hands. Yeah, you you could have had a climate controlled shop, and you spent the time. It glued all of the stuff. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it it moves, um, and especially with the practices that happen nowadays with building traditional five piece stores. I know you guys are doing uh, <clears throat> stuff a little more ornate here and super high end, but those manufacturing of five piece doors. They're putting them in a clamp, they're nailing them, and they take them out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why they got little pinholes in them. That's because they were rushing. Yeah. Uh, period. They can't let them sit in there for 24 hours where, you know, you typically would want to do one on, on a traditional glue-up. But even with that, again, the wood moves. So, yeah. Uh, even, even if you just sand too soon, you know. You're going to end up with valleys in your mm -hmm. joints because you sanded this swollen wood. You know, it's swollen with the moisture of the glue. You're going to sand it down, and then, you know, you end up with these hollow hollow sections on your yep. door. Yep. We do everything. I mean, we, we process all of our lumber. We mill it, oversize, sticker it, go back, mm -hmm. <laughs> rejoint it, replane it, 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 it and... Still, I mean, nothing's ever really perfect, perfect. And, you yeah. know, you, yeah. you still have to cross your fingers sometimes. It's like, man, are these big doors going to, you know, have a little bow in the middle, a little cup? We're going to have to correct something. Exactly. And and the big, the big part with exactly that is even if it goes smooth and what, what people don't think about in the, is the long run of something. Oh, yeah. One of how it's going to hold up there to what I was saying with expansion contraction, but even the time between, because I know you guys do installs. We've done them our whole life mm -hmm. uh, until, you know, obviously we're just manufacturing now, but prior to this. Living the dream. Yeah. You guys yeah. made it out. <laughs> <laughs> they are living the dream. No more installs. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, that was yeah. the greatest moment of my life, not being able to do that anymore, uh, for real. Um, I said we were installing Manhattan, like the worst of the worst, oh, but gosh. I know you guys know that deal with that but yeah. you know you were a guy drops a door or you get there and the door's the wrong size think about the time that it takes you to remake one door oh yeah you can order from us and a recut comes to you in 24 or 48 hours oh yeah so, we can attest to that yeah yeah well yeah we said it on the podcast you know i ordered those doors at like 10 a.m on a monday and then you called me at like 8 a.m tuesday you're like hey your doors are ready yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, we, we try to uh, just, it's been the hardest uh, thing I've ever done, honestly. We've owned a lot of different businesses and, and tons of stuff with this industry in itself. But uh, scaling something to be repeated every single time is 10 times harder because once you realize the process is wrong, and it could be just in something simple as we were talking before where be the wrong sandpaper, wrong we got to get rid of it and we can never do it again mm -hmm. uh, in from that exact instant, because we need to be teaching people how to do this that can then turn into automation uh, through machinery. And you can understand the automation of machinery you need without knowing the processes and those processes have to be exact uh, every single time, in, no matter what. Uh, and that's been incredibly difficult because you can't just say, I'll just fix it this once and get through with it. You know, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, it's creating bad, bad habits and bad yeah. systems. Yeah. Yeah, and when your whole business is a system, which it should be, you know, any business, 
no matter what you're doing. Um, but the more, you, you know, at least we've found that out, we've seen like, wow, every single thing is a system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is from how you're writing a number on something to how you make something. So yeah, meeting you guys and hearing this has been kind of a little bit of an inspiration for us too, as far as like trying to adapt <laughs> and adopt some of these things, you know, as best we can and fit it into our way of thinking and doing. Yeah. I think a lot of people think maybe they're too small to like have systems in place, but it's, it's the total opposite. Yeah. They're the most important thing you could put in place. It's like you could have all the skill in the world, but until you create that system and it's not just a system that you work off of, you hire somebody, you have something written down to immediately give that person Mm -hmm to help explain through the job. And it's not going to be that they're just reading a piece of paper and immediately knowing how to do that, but it gives you that same structure every single time, the same framework. And if you deviate from that, that's when you start to see mistakes. Like we were talking about before, we all learned from the amount of mistakes that we did. (laughs) You joked and said, well, I made them twice. I'm like, well, that's pretty good because I made the same mistake a lot more than twice. Um, but that's the point of having these systems is to avoid all of the mistakes, to take all of those, condense it, and to put it into a formula that works. Um, yeah. That's what we try to do every single day. Our operation is not uh, absolute. It changes every day. Uh, yeah. If we find something better available, we use it. If there's a better technology, we try it. Um, yeah, we evolve with, with the rest of the world because you have to. Technology moves so quick now manufacturing is moving quick um you just got to keep up with it it's overwhelming and you got to be ready you got to brace yourself for the evolving of it but it never stops and it only it's only picking up we see it every day that's a that's a great um description because a lot of people especially my age and my age group they've been doing the same thing for so long they get rigid and they don't want to change it's like, I've been doing this for 40 years and it's been working for me. And you're like, well, has it? <laughs> well, yeah, we've all seen like people with tremendous skill and it's not just in woodworking or, or whatever. We've seen it in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. People who have a ton of skill, but they don't have the systems and they're, they're, uh, they're um, not, sorry, I lost my track of thought, my train of thought. They're uh, resistant to change, you know, so they're not willing to adapt to the changing market and changing technology. And and you see people who have all this skill in their one particular thing whose businesses fail for those reasons. Not because they don't have skills, because they can't implement good systems in their business and they can't adapt to how things change over time. Like, Like Rob was saying, you can't do it the same for 40 years. No. Because... 39 years ago, you should have changed it. And then 38 years ago, you should have changed it again. You know, if you're not constantly changing, you're going to fall behind. Change is hard. And it's harder for some people than it is for others. But you have to, you you can't be static. It goes against human nature. People don't want to leave their comfort zone. It's just you get used to doing something that's certain way. And that's what you get comfortable with. You got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable to succeed. I've heard it somewhere before. Yeah. It sounds- I was going to say, I, I feel uncomfortable when I start to get too comfortable. I mean, that's good. You, you could probably see the changes in the shop since you were here a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, constantly just trying to think of ways like, how can we do this better? How can we do it faster? How can we be more consistent? Um, and when you, yeah. when you think it, you have to do it. Like 
And mm-hmm. everybody, not everybody, but I see a lot of people that, you know, we have a conversation like this and uh, you highlight things or understand, they learn things and then they don't ever do it. And right now, like Dan was saying before, like we live in an age now, like as everyone has heard, you know, with technology that this stuff changes every single day. And technology is brought into the woodworking business now. It's into mm-hmm. the finish. It's into every single aspect of your life. Uh, and your business, no matter what type of business you own, technology is with it. Food, millwork, painting. And if you don't change on a dime, like Dan was saying, where, wow, we see that this doesn't work, why do you keep using it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Because your software took you three weeks to learn. Like, who cares? Ditch it and go with the next yeah, thing. You're going like, to set yourself back three years by sticking with the thing that took three weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. like the bad draft pick. Yeah, yeah, you're just <laughs> holding on to, to it. No, he's our quarterback now. <laughs> yeah, and the world moves so fast that, you know, some of this stuff, you don't get to choose. Like, I might not like that, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not about what I like or what, you know, what does the world want and what are they doing and how are they thinking uh, and how are they producing? Yeah. And the world is producing different today than it did last year. Uh, and that's with everything. Yeah. You know, so... Anyone who's thinking that they're just sitting back, I, I think that they're going to keep getting run over and run over because it's not going to stop. No, no one's going to been making things easier, more efficient, and you can calculate your losses and understand where now am I losing time on this? Am I making time on that? Am I losing money? You know, all these things, like the tools are right there. You just plug it in. It takes a little bit more effort, and you get accuracy that you could at least start to calculate your results on. Yeah, that's that's one thing that um, I want to emphasize is that you guys aren't just doing something that's efficient and, you know, systematic. The, the end product is really something good. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, we started backwards. Yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, like we're here to work with the contractors. Like the contractors are 95% of our business. Um, and we're here to walk. We're here to walk the contractors through the process, uh, be it how to finish our doors, uh, how to help create their business, how to help uh, with questions that they have. Uh, if if you're successful, we're successful, and then vice versa. Um, Great philosophy. We're, yeah, we're we're trying to make partnerships. Uh, not as much, like customers are great, but we want partnerships, um, and that's what we're here to do. We're help. We're trying to. Sh- share our knowledge throughout the years of what we've done across a wide a, a variety of things and just just help educate um, because the education never stops and that we constantly look look for people uh, above us in skill to get to get lessons and oh, yeah. we just try to spread and pass them on yeah I mean you guys came out and spent two hours or more with us this morning showing us some uh, tips, tricks, skills in the paint booth yeah. and in the yeah. prep area. And I, I value that quite a bit because I didn't start out painting anything, you know, for 10, 12 years, I didn't paint a single thing. I did all stuff that I just knew how to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked by myself and I thought, well, I don't have the facility to paint. I'm just going to do all, you know, oil finish. Cause that's something I could do by hand. Yep. And, you know, I, I learned quite a bit today, actually. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah, we're learning 
you know, every single day, uh, like you were saying before, like if I'm getting bored, I'm around the wrong people Mm -hmm. uh, because I want to help anyone I can. Like I'm sharing knowledge with you that one, you know, you guys are doing a lot for me. I, I love that you guys have the setup and everything. I see your dedication into what you're doing. Like, why would I not want to help you? Uh, I don't want to do this stuff anyway. Why would I just die? <laughs> Seriously, it's, you know, we just want to do this. I, I've, we've been successful. You guys have been successful in the numerous walks of things. Like, to not tell someone how to do something, yeah. uh, and if I can show them, and like, like Dan said, any questions, like I tell people all the time, you're never, you're, no one's ever bothering me. Uh, like a question, I'd rather you ask it than be mad at me afterwards because you didn't. Now you don't yeah. know what you're talking about. And yeah. You're spreading something about something I'm doing that's not correct. Uh, I'd rather help you. And again, you know, even with anyone's business, I don't. We don't know everything, but I've done some stuff that I could see someone else getting into that's going to be a problem. Uh, and, you know, people are helping us out with that, like, nonstop. We've been oh, yeah. surrounded by tons of great people that that's all we do is learn and learn and learn. Yeah, you can always pick up something from somebody, whether it's, you know, somebody in the trade, in, in a different trade, yeah. just somebody in passing has a, a little tidbit of knowledge for you. I always used to say when I was working in the restaurant business, you know, Keep your ears open because, you know, the dishwasher might have something for you to learn. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's like you're never above anything. It didn't matter what my title was. No, you and you're always bumping into people. The more that you're open-minded, uh, and that's, like, what drives me nuts, like, just side note, like, these groups on Facebook that are, you know, everyone's trying to learn and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And people are afraid to ask questions <laughs> because people, everyone's pushing them down and whatnot, like, who knows what that guy knows, like, yeah. or who he is, right. or who she is, a lot or whatever of presumptions it is. Going yeah, on. yeah, yeah. I met so many people like that I didn't know was going to be anything. That turned into years later is like, man, that's that's how you can make it. Yeah, you know I mean, it could, it always is that one person, and uh, just for credit, somebody or whatnot. Nuts. I mean, we're guilty of of being totally naive to certain things, mm-hmm. and you know, some things we know. Where I'd say we're whatever experts at, and then some things that you might think, like painting, you might think yeah. is common knowledge. We have no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't judge people off of just that one, that one thing. But it doesn't frighten us off from learning. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> the other day, Saturday morning, we're both on our computers, and uh, you know, we were, you were probably working, I was working, uh, you know, doing light work on the weekends, and. Jeff texts me, oh, there's a paint booth over in uh, East Patterson. Yeah, you know, 10 minutes of, like, back and forth. Oh, we got to go get it right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, He's like, I got somebody. <laughs> it's pending pickup today, but if it doesn't work out, I'm like, what if I come right now? Yeah. So so we went from, you know, no paint booth or anything like that to, like, just talking about needing something to just jumping in head first and, uh Picked up like a bucket of sheet metal and uh yeah, and you guys made it happen. Yeah. It's here, it's set up, and we're spraying in it. Like that's legit. Yeah, and that's that's how dude. We started this the, the new doors itself. Like you know, I guess officially, um, about or I guess our whole business you know changed. We have an, another business inside of this, but uh, we had all traditional woodworking machinery. Like I said, we were doing these five piece doors and, and tons of other stuff. 
Um, me and Dan were sitting drinking a beer at the shop after work and going over like, man, every single uh, time someone's slipping with something and, you know, now that maybe that piece of wood is out of square, like making doors especially. Like mm -hmm. who usually you don't have enough of the same material that you really want to be just like cutting an extra style and rail and actually, you know, just like on the side. So you don't, or you make one and then something happens as a guy runs it through the joiner. Now it's at a square. So th those kind of issues kept happening to us or was going through a table saw and it's like, you know, whatever it is, uh, it's like, why don't we just uh, sell all this stuff and go automated? That's and, a crazy story. Yeah. And we sold that week. I swear to you, you could look it up, but, Everything was gone. It's crazy. Uh, Do you have anything good? We we missed out on that auction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We still got a table. You want a table saw? <laughs> yeah, that's, our, that's our last. We have a Powermatic. That we're uh, yeah, we're sauced up, guys. Yeah, dude, I don't blame you. Yeah. It is uh, it is way way safer. But at, for us, this table saw, what what selling all the stuff did is it pushed us into you know I'm like we said before I'm a hundred percent in when I do something. Mm -hmm. There's no. Uh, I'll think about it. I'll like, someone's going to pass you when that happens. Yeah. Uh, and if I, I believe enough in myself, you know, and we have industry knowledge from tons of people over the years and, you know, we we went for it, uh, but a hundred percent, we still are. And, you know, branding and expanding with that, but the tools started to, from what we were trying to do, turned into a crutch. Uh, and our table saw now, that's why we're selling it. Uh, if you're cutting something on the table saw in our shop, it's because you messed something up. Yeah. And yeah. if you yeah. made you're a mistake, mistake, yeah, if you made a mistake, we want it fixed now on the computer yeah. so that it never happens again. Um, so that's why the table saw is going. Uh, outside of that, everything in our shop is completely uh, pretty much automated to where we could, you know, to a degree. So, Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about the origin story, how you guys met, you know, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, so... Um, me and Dan, uh, going back, yeah, a long time. Yeah, we we've been been childhood friends since we were around like ten years old or so. Uh, <clears throat> my mom, when I was around, I think like a junior or so, so fifteen, sixteen. Uh, I wanted to go to school down in Georgia, and my mom said, "Oh, if you're going to do that, you need at least ten thousand dollars." And I'm like. How the hell am I going to get that? You know? <laughs> Might as well be a million. Uh, yeah. yeah. I wanted to go to school for cooking, actually. And uh, oh, wow. so when uh, I don't know how the, the intermix of what happened, but she was dating a guy that ran a small business. And I said, hey, I want to get into something with food, try to do a business. And he thought I wanted to paint houses for some reason. I, I still to this day don't. There was a disconnect. It was way off. Yeah. Uh, so he calls me and he's like, hey, because I was trying to get my ad in the paper, like just, you know, generic, whatever it was. And um, he's like, the guy that you need to answer, the, ask the questions to, actually needs his living room and stuff painted. So I'm like all right, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to try it. I went out even to go on the estimate and I'm like 16. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to Home Depot. I didn't even know that there was like paint chip things, you know, like a yeah. book of them. So I took every single one that Home Depot had. Put them in a shoe <laughs> and box. And I put, yeah, put them in a box because <laughs> I wanted to be prepared to show, hey, if you want to pick a color, you know what I mean? Um, I got a shirt, you know, and again, I, before this, I was like digging. I was always the kid cutting grass and we're out shoveling snow, yeah. you know, hustling. And, uh, Where's those kids go today? But I don't know, dude. I've been we looking for them. Yeah, 
can't find anybody. Um, so anyway, did that job. It went terrible. Uh, I dumped a gallon of paint onto. <laughs> Started shaking a gallon of paint. They put the carpet. They kind of did things reverse. They put brand new carpet down before we went into paint. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Smart. He's sitting there talking to the customer. Starts shaking the can of paint. The lid the was The daughter was the- standing right there watching me do the whole thing. Brew like black carpet. Brand new. Oh, the lid oh, was geez. off the can and it just <laughs> all over the carpet. White Dan, paint, black carpet. Dan oh ran to the hardware God. store. We got it out of, out of the carpet. Something. Dude, the daughter watched me do this. Like, And we're in high school, and I know this girl. You know, this is like her, her parents' house. And I'm like, yeah, boom, whole gallon. So we get it. Uh, it just ended up in the subfloor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how we we got it out. A Dan oh. whole dash uh, to the hardware store. Oh God. And uh, so that was like problem one. I broke some other shit in the house. Uh, <laughs> and then the last, finally, we get the job done. Well, they let you back in the house. After no, 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 no. This is still this is still going on. Yes. I was active. I, I broke their candles, you know, Ugh. like just like little, little stuff. I didn't know that. She, I thought tarps was like kind of anything, you know. I'm 15, mm-hmm. 16. Uh, so we put sheets from your bed mm-hmm. to cover the floors. Everything we painted the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> whole floors covered in uh, splat, you know, little speckles. <laughs> and the last uh, statement piece as we were leaving that job is, uh, I went. To, we're putting all the furniture back, and Dan's looking at me. I pick up. Like, it was like that typical, it was like an oak coffee table that had like a glass. glass yeah. I, like Superman over my head. Smashes all over the floor. <laughs> I mean, that's what these people get for hiring high school. Yeah, exactly. Make living what, yeah, 100%. <laughs> you can't make this up. But we go back to learning lessons. Yeah. <laughs> and we learned a lot on one job. Yeah. So, what not to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as, as that, anyway, fast forward. So, we, uh, I took the $80 that we made from that job. They paid you. Yeah, they paid me. Uh, that was the profit, 80 bucks? Yeah, it was, eight, it was 80 bucks. <laughs> I went to Staples. They sold these kits that uh, were make-your-own-magnets for your car. I had a, a 1994. I couldn't drive, actually, for a while. Dan would, uh, we had Nextels, and, you know, we would talk. I was in, still in high school, like, and Dan bloop, graduated bloop. early. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, but we had a Toyota Tercel. It was, like, five different colors, homemade magnets. <laughs> um, and we took the 85 bucks, put it into the newspaper that that guy that I painted his house showed me how to do um, started, you know, getting some jobs. And, and by the end of high school, uh, we were painting commercial work. I was still in high school. Dan was out. We had like uh, probably like six to eight guys uh, working, painting new construction, uh, commercial new construction, repaints of houses. Uh, we were messing stuff up left and right. You know what I mean? Did, by no means were we professionals by at, at all. Uh, See, everybody, you don't have to be good to no. be busy. No, we just, no yeah, a hundred percent. The thing is, you got to know how to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh God. Yeah, that's that's all that it's about is is problem solving and and again seeing that there was a problem. What was your customer base back then? So we we started with just again local local advertisement in newspapers. Um, so we were getting homeowners, but we were hustlers. Uh, I, we printed out like, you know, our own postcards and stuff. And we would go to uh, commercial places and stick them in the doors or I would see them doing, you know, they're working in the space. Hey, who's doing the, you know, and we got a ton of work from that. Uh, new houses where the builders are at. Hey, we'll walk in. Yeah, we need a painter. You know what I mean? Yeah, and nobody that's wants to paint. No, no one wants no. to paint, and but the thing is, now also no one wants to go out and get the jobs. 
Yeah. Um, they're there. And they were there. I was 15, 16 getting jobs like yeah. that people today would still be like, how are you getting that? These weren't, these have evolved by the time we graduated into big projects, uh, you know, painting interiors of houses for 15, 20 grand at 17 years old, um, having guys work for us and understanding it taught us the basis of a lot of things like just your image, how you carry yourself, you know, how to get work, all of those, those, uh, you know, basics of things that we just kind of kept carrying on. And uh, <clears throat> as we were going through the years, we did a lot more painting. We got a lot into commercial, and we were also added uh, what do you call carpentry into that. And we started building Dunkin' Donuts, KFCs, doing all the painting for Walmarts, the exteriors and whatnot. Wow. Uh, yeah, we were very heavy into commercial work uh, as well as high-end residential. It was a, a mix of businesses that right now I'm like, how the hell did I, why would I ever do that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, at the time, you know, we're, you're trying to get whatever you can. Right, you just build take the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially, you know, as anyone knows, when someone dangles that carrot that you've never had before and it's yeah. like you you wanted to get it. And before we were doing this, like social media wasn't all there and whatnot. Yeah. You know, I we didn't even understand how, when I got into this, how how does someone even have a nice work truck? Like, people have a work truck and a car? Like, yeah. how, how do you even get enough work to do that? You know, that was my thought with it, and you just kept uh, pushing with it. And uh, anyway, yeah, we, we did tons of residential and, and uh, high-end stuff and whatnot. And as Dan said before, uh, we started transitioning, and our other company did a lot of big commercial work, uh, and we kind of got into that. I was living on the couch, uh, in our shop that was, I sold all my stuff. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. Cause I was, I was mixing residential commercial, you know what I mean? I was all over the place. So many tools, so stressed out. Uh, and it was just like one of those points in my life. Like I, you know, had was selling all the tools was, uh, I can't do this anymore. I sold my stuff. I had no money or anything. I was by no means, uh, financially set to do this. Uh, <laughs> Moved, lived on a couch that I got off of Craigslist in a like roach infested and cockroach uh, rat shop in Brooklyn. And while I was there, just through connections of talking to people and I was just kind of doing whatever, you know, just hanging out all day and odds and ends stuff. But I was kind of like happy for once, not stressed out. And uh, along came this girl that I knew that she said, hey, uh, you know, we need the hallway painted in my office. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah, sure, you know. So we're there painting it. And uh, as we're painting it, I hear someone, her, complaining about the cleaning company, saying that they're doing such a bad job. And keep in mind, this is still me on that couch uh, with Dan and, like, you know, a bunch of her friends, like, you know, painting this hallway. And uh, I said, listen, can I, can I clean it? He's like, there's, there's no way. This is 10 floors, 100,000 square feet. It's BuzzFeed in Manhattan. Okay. Uh, so she, she's like, there's no way. We don't own a company to clean, don't anything. Um, I said, listen, let me just try to put it together and just, you know, let us see. We put an estimate together. They gave us a shot. And we started this company with 2,000 bucks. And it just kept evolving from, you know, we got the cleaning contract and then it got us into more mill work from being in there with more clients that we wanted to work with. Uh, 
and got heavily into a lot of commercial mill work for, you know, all the big brands and their stores and furniture fixtures and whatnot. But uh, once COVID happened, again, we were right before that running into a mix of these commercial people started to want lacquer and painted Mm, finishes, but we couldn't hire a painter because it wasn't enough work to do that. There's a lot of laminate and edge banding as you know, you guys know that. Mm -hmm. So we're like, how do we fill in the void? Like, let's just start painting cabinets. We know how to finish. We've been doing it forever. And uh, that company that Dan told you about just like really skyrocketed, Uh, went off and, but we saw all the pitfalls with refinishing cabinets. And uh, that kind of brought us to where we are today. Wow. That's like a real Cinderella story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I love the story because all these opportunities that flowed from the, hey, I'll clean clean the uh, office building. I mean, who does that? Who steps up and says, I'll take this job that seemingly, you know, most people would scoff at? Oh, yeah. And, And I was the one cleaning. Like, yeah. we, we, uh, that's right. Listen, we, <laughs> Je- Jeff and I t- take turns cleaning the toilet here. You know? Yeah, dude, it's like, <laughs> it was clean when you went in there. Yeah, today, no, right? it, yeah. Was, it was, it was it's good. last thing I did last night. And I like the door. I like the, the door is yeah. a nice quality. I heard you guys talking about yeah, that. Yeah, the, the door one. we built, the, the old one was, you know, the original to the, to the place and it was all delaminated and. You know, this place was a, a hovel when we took it. There were homeless people. There was a mattress. Oh, jeez. The, nice. the roof was all caved yeah. in. You know, it had been raining in here. There was, uh, you know, animal and human waste everywhere. Jesus. There was no electricity. So we're... It was a party. So, <laughs> so we come in here with that shop light, and we're just in the dark, pointing it around. <laughs> and probably like you guys, we go, oh, yeah, we can make this work. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it is. Hey, walking in, you'd never know. Yeah. No, it doesn't look like that. You guys definitely put a ton of work into it. So, you know, we we came in, and, um, you know, we had them. They put had to put a new roof on. The The owner of the building put a new roof on. And they took all the garbage out. That was nice. But we came in <laughs> with a, just like one of those Wagner sprayers. Yep. And we sprayed the whole thing with like that industrial white paint. Yep. Yep. We did um, the same thing at the, at the old matter. shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was step number one. <laughs> no, but exactly. You guys saw it. You know, most people want to, uh, and who doesn't, but... Everyone wants to start on top. Right. You, you know want the I mean? ideal situation. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, I was telling him about how we came in here with our little searchlight, oh, and yeah. this place was... That Makita light. Yeah, it was, yeah. was <laughs> such a wreck, and we just, somehow we look at each other and go, oh, yeah, this will work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just like raining raining into the shop as it closed the doors. I'm like, is that rain? Oh, man. It didn't look like it was raining through the window, but... Yeah, yeah sure. Um... I'm all right. I got back to school night. <laughs> um, I wanted to, I wanted to ask one thing, and then I wanted to get into like uh, asking about the machinery and stuff that you guys have. What's like the sh- you ship to anywhere in the lower 48? Yeah, uh, we've shipped to every state. I don't think we've shipped to Alaska or Hawaii. Yeah, but, but we will. If, yeah. if there's somebody listening, we'll we'll ship to you. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, we've been. Uh, 
Yeah, and we got action from Puerto Rico. What? Yeah, Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah, there's no, there, you know, the barrier to entry for like buying doors online can be kind of hard to get through. And you guys, you know, you could just go on the website, sign up for a, a account and just order the doors. Yeah, that that's the cool thing about it is like, yeah, we're located local to you guys. We're in New Jersey, but most of our, most of our clients are out of state. Mm-hmm. So we have a good client base here. It's just, we're dealing with everywhere. How do people find you? Like, not like somebody that's listening, they go, eh, that sounds like something I'm going to check out. Where do they go? Newdoors.com, N-U-D-O-O-R-S.com. Cool. And uh, yeah, our site kind of explains a little bit about what we do. And then we have, uh, obviously, our ordering system that you put the price in, you click what kind of door you want, and it gives you, I mean, I'm sorry, you put, click what kind of door you want, put the size in, and it shoots out a price. And you can pick your finish, and uh, we sell the doors unfinished, primed, or painted. And we also, if you get them painted, we sell the paint as well that matches the face frame. So everything is, uh, you know, one uniform look. That's something I really like about the website is that, like, so the job that we got the doors from you guys, I went in when I was bidding the job, I plugged in all the sizes, it spit out a number, I put my markup on it. And it's an easy way to bid the job. Then Voila. Yep. when we get the job, I can just go back, you know, make any changes to dimensions if I had to and just order the doors. It's not like, you know, we buy um, like five piece doors and stuff from, from uh, Meridian. Well, I have to fill out a quote form. I have to submit <laughs> the quote form. I got to yes. wait, you know, 24, 48, 36 hours. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. They'll yeah. send it back. Um, it's just time consuming. You know, anytime that I can go online and check pricing, it, it saves oh, so yeah. much time. We love that. And yeah, people want quotes fast. Yeah. They don't want to wait three, four days. They for want everything fast. Yeah. They yeah. want you to build custom work fast. It's yeah. just like you got to give the client what they want. You got to, you know, adapt to what the customer needs are. And we, we tried to build everything the way that we thought would be the easiest for, for us to use. Like, and we take everybody's feedback and put that, yeah. put that live like if you said hey i i like what you guys are doing but this is kind of a pain in the ass we we take that and you know we'll change that for you like we'll we'll adapt everything with everybody's input yeah it's pretty cool one um, thing i'll say um obviously we've only ordered once from you guys but something that we like is like i mean you delivered the doors so that we could meet and everything a, like having a local delivery i Obviously, I don't know if there's a demand for it, mm-hmm. but to have the ability to uh, like receive deliveries just via like a truck delivery, yeah. for us, it saves a lot of time breaking down boxes and yep. unpacking. Yep. And um, even if it was the same price as having it shipped through FedEx or whatever, yeah. that's a big value to us. And mm-hmm. I think maybe other people as well. Yeah, that's yeah. There's, there's, a, there's been a mix of... I guess how, how we started even shipping the way that we did, because what was happening is your traditional way that most places are shipping doors is, is via pallet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, crate. So most shops don't have a forklift. Um, so now you're having to pay um, a tailgate service, which is usually around 130, 150 bucks. Um, and now you have to do something with this pallet. Yeah, you know <laughs> The driver doesn't want to lug it too far on that yeah, pallet. You know, and no. <laughs> they just show up and say... Yeah, it is. yeah, you're what getting this it? offer, I'm driving it back. We'll leave it at the top of the driveway. That we had all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, we spent a whole day breaking down pallets and 
putting yeah. them in our dumpster. We had a, a full dumpster yeah. of debris from that, shipping. That yeah. costs a lot of money to get rid of. Yeah. He's like, you got to take this pallet. He's like, I'm like, oh, God. It was like a 10-foot yeah. long pallet. Well, that's that's what, you know, we saw that being a problem when when we were smaller, you know, doing ordering doors from other people as well is uh, that's what we were running into. It was like, a lot of guys aren't working in huge shops. Mm-hmm. They're in their backyard, they're in their garage, or maybe they don't have a shop at all like these painters and they work out of their house. Uh, how can you take an order like that and really cut down on it? Because it saves on one thing, yes. Uh, like you said, unpacking the boxes. You guys are different and look closer to us, but uh, the rest of the country. You know, unpacking the boxes. Uh, also, we found that the boxes... We do custom boxes, and our boxes are double-walled, really packed well, because shipping in the pallet, your shipping actually goes to multiple points. Mm-hmm. When they take it off a truck, it doesn't just drive to, you know, most people think it's like, oh, it's in the truck. It's like it gets handled more than than regular boxes. Oh, yeah. Um, it goes to the terminal a yeah. couple of times. Yeah. yeah, and you think those guys care that they, we've seen pallets <laughs> smashed. It's like, how did this, you know, even happen to Drives it? the forks right yeah. into it. Oh, the pallets get so much more damage than the boxes. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we were building three-quarter plywood, you know, crates to send stuff, and it's like they would be destroyed. <laughs> we send someone's yeah. doors painted in cardboard boxes. Perfect. Yeah. You know, no issues, and they were much easier for everyone to handle. Uh, you know, you can take 10 boxes here, put them in the corner, in the middle of your work cycle, and it's like, okay, you know, we'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truck shows up with a pallet, everyone's stopping. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're, uh, if, especially if you don't have a forklift, but even if you do. Yeah, you're taking got to clear everything out, got to get the forklift out. Yeah, pull the and van store out. it somewhere now, get rid of a pallet, which most people don't want. I got piles of them behind our building. I mm-hmm. wish they didn't come on. Yeah. Uh, so, but I see your point to where, uh, like we were talking before, like the, the local uh, cheap good delivery companies and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to get on with it. But yeah, that's, that's why we wound up in cardboard boxes was trying to save that aspect of it. And it's FedEx that you guys ship? Or yeah. Or is it UPS? No, now we, do, now we do FedEx. Yeah. Uh, we were using UPS, um, but we were getting more damage mm. with their stuff. So We've got pretty good FedEx. We've actually got really good FedEx drivers yeah. here at the old shop. They were horrendous. <laughs> it was the worst. If, if we saw something was coming FedEx, we were like, like oh, jeez. Oh, we're not going to get this. We yeah, bought that's... this little Moxiwa Edge Bander, and the first, first day it was supposed to, and we needed it. Like, we needed it bad. We had to get this job whatever done it it uh it said it was out for delivery and a lot of these fedex guys are like independent contractors i guess so they just have a truck and it it says fedex but they um whatever they're contractors uh so it goes out for delivery doesn't show up the next day same thing goes out and i think it was i forget i don't know if it was a saturday or a holiday or something but we were literally standing on rob's porch (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because it would get delivered to the house. House was in front of the shop. And I get a thing. It's like, your package was delivered. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, we didn't get any package. And, you know, you know, said it was delivered. It wasn't delivered. And then, yeah, that was the the height of, uh, um, sort of, uh, what would you call it? Uh, when, uh, Try to be uh, duplicitous or whatever. Yeah, it got real bad with them. But here they're great. The guy he slips in now. We don't even see him. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you're sneaky. There'll just be a pile of boxes in the middle of the shop. I'm like, I didn't even hear anybody. (laughs) I got a thing. The one day it's like your Lowe's order was delivered. I bought a bunch of eight inch takeoffs because we're gonna switch over to barrels on the dust collectors. 
I'm like, bullshit, it got delivered. I'm like, we didn't get any delivery. And I'm working, and then I turn around, and, and it was sitting there. Yeah, I just never noticed it. Yeah. I never the guy's saw hand is out, just holding it in front of you. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's funny. He's he likes the idea too. That yeah. he slips in and slips like out. The guy from uh, Mr. D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very sneaky. <laughs> but it's funny, like like you were just saying, like you're waiting outside for this. That's the one thing that customers never understand. Like you, you not only took the job, you're stressing out over finishing the job. But you're waiting outside. Like, that's what you're doing. And you're like, Mm -hmm. and you're making me feel bad about being late or something. Like, especially in those scenarios. It's like, what do you want me to do? It's like, listen, I want the job to be done more than anybody. (laughs) Oh, we tell people that all the time. You know, when we were doing all this mill work and whatnot, because they were hounding us. Where where is it? It's like, do you think that we want what was a hundred sheets now turned into cabinetry and whatnot in here? Like, yeah. because we're waiting on hinges or handles or some yeah. crazy thing that you picked out. Yeah. Like, I didn't <laughs> exactly. ask you to not pick a stock thing. You knew that this was, you know, when they said yeah. four to 12 weeks, you just told your client four weeks for some reason, knowing right. that it's probably going to be 12. Right. right. Probably going to be 14. Yeah. 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 We just, so we got, uh, got this salon job. We bid it. Um, they verbally okayed and then it was a little while until we got paid. So then I go to order the material to be delivered to our CNC guy. Uh, it's this Tafisa melamine pattern. Um, so I call Atlantic. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we need uh, 34 sheets of Tafisa frost flour to go to parts cutter. Uh, we're only showing 17 sheets and those are in Long Island. And that's mm-hmm. like, people don't think about these things. You drug your feet for two weeks. Now there's only 17 sheets. Yeah. Not my fault. So now we got to change the plan. Either you're going to have to wait three to four weeks for more to come in, or mm. we ended up going all white on the insides and just using that for the outsides. But then, you know, makes it more complicated for our CNC guy. Makes it more complicated for us. Maybe not for him. For, for him, it's just whatever. But makes it more complicated for us. We got to, you know, make sure that everything is in order. You know, we got two different yeah, materials design, now. You can't flip things now. And yeah. yeah, it makes it all... Uh, and plus, you had to spend the time figuring out an alternative. Yeah, I called everybody who was a Tafisa dealer, and obviously nobody had it, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is all the stuff, as you guys know, that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. That yeah. the customers, not only don't they know, they, they don't care. Nope. No. <laughs> it's our job to figure it out. That's, yeah. you, you know, as uh, Dan was saying, it's it's a customer-driven business. You know, we're here to make the customer happy. and. Uh, Jeff and I both come from high-end food service mm-hmm. backgrounds where that's part of our DNA. Yep. You know, yeah. it's sort of like, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you grumble in the kitchen, you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You do your grumbling away from the customer. When you're having your shift drink afterwards, <laughs> yeah. you, let it, you know, let it all out. <laughs> yeah, that's always the, it's, it's always so hard to say no. And uh, everyone always says it's the hardest thing, and uh, it really is. Like, yeah especially when you're the one that drives you making money. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, man, all right. Well, I, especially if you're hurting, too. You know, It's hard like, to pass up a job. Yeah. It yeah. is. There's there's, there's the job that you, you don't need. think there's going to be one behind it. Yeah. Right. If I don't say yes to this one, is there going to be another one? Yeah. And right. Then you end up like today. us. We got 10. We had 11 jobs running simultaneously. It's like yeah. we should have said no to a couple mm-hmm. of these. Yeah. But you always yeah. think that's the last one until the next. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. 
And it always looks that way until like, you know, a couple of days before the bank account runs dry. Mm-hmm. And then it's like just <laughs> three more jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they say, you know, most people quit right before you're about to succeed. And yeah. it's true. Like when you live on the edge like that, whether you want to or not, you know, you see that more and more. It's like, wow, damn, that, that is true. You know, yeah. you got to... Yeah. You got to be uncomfortable to. There were a couple of times we were beating bushes for any uh, yeah. kind of job. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we're, were like, we got to install this job today because the lease payment is due tomorrow. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. We got to collect final payment. Yeah. <laughs> or we just start making phone calls. Remember so and so that called, you know, yeah. like, a, you know, get on the phone, call. Yeah. Did you call so and so? Did you email so and so? Remember when we said we couldn't do it for that price? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're having a sale. <laughs> Yeah, it happened to be, it's the 54 days before Labor Day sale that we're about to have over here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. It makes you, it makes you, uh, you know, think in different ways when you put yourself in that situation, act more aggressive, which in the, in the true nature of any business, you know, you, you've heard from anybody is you have to be aggressive. You have to yeah. uh, be forceful and try to just get whatever you can. And I think like right now you're seeing a huge, uh, I'm sure you see a lot of guys on online. That's I follow all these forums and stuff. That's why I always talk about it. But you see the network of what these guys are talking about. And a lot of them are saying that they, they need work. How do I get work? How do I? Because my opinion as to what I think happened is that during when the COVID started happening, you had a lot of guys that saw their boss making a lot of money and that was such an influx of work. So they quit and started their own thing. You have guys that, and know some of those guys knew what they were doing, and then you have guys that didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> Saw that. Uh, yeah, and that's, you know, they're, they're out there. Um, but what no one understood that started the business during COVID, especially in this industry, particularly this industry, is you started in a boom, and they never understood and were taught the, the fundamentals of starting something, yeah. you know, like what you're saying, like, calling people like they don't even you don't even know what to do you know what i mean like you don't know that you need a business card you don't just know that for you're, the phone to ring yeah because you, they didn't have to store you know you just took whatever you learned from somebody else whether these guys that started and only worked for a month and quit and went to work for somebody or people that were working there a long time thought that running a business was easy because they watched <laughs> someone do it have some skill it's you easy know, right. yeah, yeah. That's it. and you're dealing with people with either you can have, if you have no skill, you have to be able to run a business. Mm-hmm. And if you have skill, you, you can make money. <laughs> but yeah, but to run a business is a different story. And that's where I think there's a mix of guys right now that I see it every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guys who are really talented and their hands are gold, you'll, you'll always make money. That's but, such a New York expression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, I'm from New York, so. Yeah. So a lot of that uh, after Sandy too, same yeah. thing. Yep. A lot of guys broke out on their own yep. and then the work dried up, you know, a couple of years after Sandy and people went under. Yeah. And the problem now is it, it was, this was a nationwide, mm-hmm. you know, instant thing. And especially in this industry in particular, painting foremost, it's an easy trade to get into because it's inexpensive. Um, you know, you don't have to invest in huge amounts of equipment and whatnot. And guys became carpenters because all they needed to spend 
Oh, I got a saw. I yeah. got a, I mean, I, I got a pickup truck. I got yeah, a bucket, exactly. bucket full of Ryobi yeah. tools. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and Homer now, can do it. Yeah. yeah. And now that, now the, uh, you're seeing people talk nonstop that they're competing with these people and they're gonna, because, mm-hmm. you know, homeowners, 90% of them are looking at price. That's they're looking it. at a, uh, how quick you can do it. And that's generally all they care about. Uh, there's always going to be money when in that 1% those super high end jobs, but there's limited staff. Mm-hmm. And unless you make yourself superior in that, that you can attract the best talent that's still out there to do that. You're now floating between that guy and the people that all don't know how to run a business and are catering to everybody that you now fell a part of. And that's the, also the same guy that's undercutting you by half your price. Oh yeah. So you need to figure out how to be more efficient or you're going to go out of business, uh, period. And that's, that's what, you know, what on our side, even with the doors, what we're seeing with a lot of companies like yourself there, you can produce more uh, yeah. and do what you're good at. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, to Dan's point, like we're not in competition with anyone that's doing this stuff. Like you do good, we do good. You yep. sell more cabinets, we sell more doors. You yeah. know, I don't want to make cabinets and you don't want to make doors. There's no, you know. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a happy marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's everyone wants to do do the stuff themselves and you just have like that pride in you. Um, who doesn't? You know, we, me and you were yeah. talking about earlier. It's like, yeah. yeah, I want to do that, but is it making me money? Mm-hmm. Right, right. It, it's... There's certainly satisfaction in knowing um, that we can still do it. Yeah. And I have some satisfaction in knowing, all right, I did that already. Oh, yeah. Yep. And you know what? I was lucky because I had a shop behind my house, and I had my wife's medical insurance and everything like that. Yep. And I literally did like 10 to 12 jobs a year. That was my whole business, mm-hmm. you know, because each job would take me like, you know, six weeks to complete. Yep. And I made a little living at it and, you know, I was going along, but, um, that's, that part of my life is done. And the market changed. That's exactly it. That market doesn't exist anymore. Yep. Those people are, they're, they're not around. We have a whole new thing. And like we were talking about earlier, you got to change or, you know, they put you out to pasture. Yeah. Sink or swim. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm lucky, you know, I got Jeff around. Because, no, cause, you know, Jeff's, he's young. He's really enthusiastic. He's youngish. He's youngish. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to me, everybody's young, you know. And he's, he's more cutting edge, you know. Like, I couldn't think of all these things mm-hmm. to do on my own. No, it's true. Like, like I said, there, and there's something every day. Like yeah. you guys showed me before, like the tape. Like, yeah, yeah, we got cool machines and everything, but like this tape thing, you know, that's all I'm looking at. Like, wow, this is sweet. Yeah, it's a yeah, couple, for, couple of bucks for like five bucks. I mean, that's like a it's a game changer in no, we're the masking order. tape yeah, department. But but there's think about the guy who is taping stuff all day exactly and not using that. Right. Yeah. How many times you you know cut. Pull the piece of tape off, you put it down, then you got to get the edge back yeah. up, you know, and it's all ratty. And and for the the crazy people out there like us, you have to deal with that uneven. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because it always rips at like a 60 degree angle. <laughs> yep. This, uh, yeah, just nice and straight. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> exactly. But there, that's what it is. There's so many things like that at every level. It's part of the system. That's why yeah. you would like the bear. Did you guys watch the bear? Yeah, yeah I don't dude. get Hulu. I can't. It's and I don't have that FXX uh, or whatever it is. Well, he, you know, they have the roll, the tape thing. Yeah. And he's, he's like, there's scissors next to it. He's like, no, no. He's like, cut yeah, it. Cut it. Yep. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a. I do. That was a good show. He goes in the walk in, and the the tape is crooked, and he's like having like a like a brain aneurysm. Yeah, because we were talking about stuff earlier about how you know we draw lines and measure where we're going to put our screws. Yeah, on things that nobody sees. It's just because that's the way we're used to doing it. Yeah. yeah, it gives you certain mental uh, uh, sort of this. The safe feeling, you know what I mean? You feel good about just putting those screws in. Oh, yeah, know? and you know if anyone ever sees it, yeah, that there's nothing bad for them to say. Oh, yeah, you know, that's that's the... Jeff, you have that that phrase, like when we delivered the cabinets oh, over perceived zero. value. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah, it, it adds, you know, screwing on the back of a cabinet. It adds zero value to the cabinet for all the screws to be lined up. And But if the homeowner sees that... Mm-hmm. They automatically think, wow, you know, they're really, you know, taking their time where you deliver the cabinets and they're all strewn around. Doesn't change the value of the cabinets at all. Yep. But if they're stacked neatly, mm -hmm. the perceived value is more. Oh, that's know? that's yeah. everything in the service mm -hmm. business. Yeah. yeah. And when we delivered the cabinets, even though maybe nobody notices, you could, you know, you see all the exposed carcasses. And everything's all lined yeah. up. Yeah. All the screws are set. They're all countersunk. They're all, there's lines where it shows we laid things out. And it's nice. People people judge you, like, no matter if you want to be judged or not, the minute you pull up in front of their house. Mm -hmm. If you pull up, like, that's the minute that someone starts thinking about who you are, what type of business you're running, uh, people think about stuff like that. It's did he pull up and knock on my door and ask if he could pull in the driveway? People love that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And every step from that, that second you get there, are you all wearing, wearing shirts? Yeah. You know, it's, all of it seems stupid. It's huge. Like, yeah. There's something that stuck with me. So I wasn't, I'm still an EMT by the state of New Jersey standards. I don't practice anymore. But in EMT school, my instructor said, you could have the best EMT in the world. You could have him dressed like a bum and you could have the worst EMT in the room in the world in a nice pressed uniform you show up to an emergency they're going to pick the guy that looks good mm -hmm, every mm -hmm. single time it doesn't matter what your skill level is yep. your first impression is i want that guy mm -hmm. the clean cut good presentation individual uh and that stuck with me for you know, 20 years now yeah, i'll never forget yeah, that yeah that's true um we know some guys who, you know, they're like, I would never buy a new van. I wouldn't spend money on a wrap. But, you know, I mean, we bought a nice van. We got it wrapped. It's all about when you pull, like you said, you pull up to the job. They look out the window. They see nice new van with the branding. It it makes a good impression it to does. the client. Yeah. You could pull up in a in a 2001 E350 <laughs> with spray-painted windows and you could Done build that. the best furniture in the country, <laughs> but they don't care. They, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and going back to the, the kitchen job, you know, we'd heard from other people that worked on the, on the job how difficult the, the client was. And they didn't like this. They didn't like that. 
Well, so we were braced when we had to go back and replace mm-hmm. a panel. They were, they loved us. Yeah. They I, couldn't I have it. been nicer to us. Yeah. It's, it's all, all perception, all, and it's what you also set your standards at, you know, for them to think of you about that. They're going to, they're not going to look at certain things when you can make them look at something else. And when it's, like you said, your image is perfect. Like, and you walk into a house that you guys are working in, and the minute that the person pulled up, they see, again, a truck. They go inside, there's a tarp down, and it was taken, you know, and now the cabins are stacked up. And so they're not now, you already made them believe in you, mm-hmm. you know, so they're not nitpicking as much. So that, yeah, and then they see the cabinets lined up, like you said, and it's like, all the screws and all this. It looks like someone <laughs> didn't just go nail together and. Yeah. And when something goes wrong, which they inevitably do. Yep. Instead of thinking, man, Rob and Jeff are some real friggin' idiots. <laughs> I can't believe they screwed this up. You know, they they're feel understanding. Yeah. Yeah. We have to come yeah, back. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It, it was, it was great. We left there looking at each other like, is that the person that everyone described? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe it. You hear it all the time. And, and like you were saying, like the, it doesn't want to get a new truck. You have a new truck and look at, you know. Yeah, we're paying for it. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I wouldn't say, you know, the secret to a good business is having a nice truck, but it's definitely part of it. Yeah. We talked about 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. It, it yeah. Real, there's a great book uh, by Tony Mello, uh, Sir, Home Service Millionaire. It's a short book. Like, anyone should read that book uh, if you're working any type of service business because he breaks all that stuff down. The guy's super successful. Uh, and everything he puts in there are like so many things that we practice in our own business along with other things, but they, he pushes that nonstop mm-hmm. with, with the wrap, with the truck, with it. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've done that in so many different things. Like look, when you go into a restaurant, you know, you go into a restaurant and you see a dirty bathroom. Oh, people yeah. just now think it's a dirty, ba- it's a dirty restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, just My wife's big that. on that. Yeah. 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 People think about that that way with everything. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of compliments on the van from other guys on the job when we show up. Yeah, it looks sweet. It sticks out. Um, and it looks nice. I was like the outside of the shop. You know, we didn't, this, we leased the building. We don't own the building. The paint job was, you know, it wasn't totally failing, but it was fine enough. But, you know, we wanted to paint the building so that it looked nice. People drive by when people come to the shop. Mm-hmm. It's it's just another one of those things, you know. The better you can present yourself to the client, yeah. We the made better. the investment to do it, yeah. And the neighbors are really great. Everybody that lives around us, they all come by. They stop in. Thank you so much. I mean, just that alone is is oh, worth yeah. having done it. Yeah. Again, it could be one of those things that. You do that, the neighbors are happy, and who knows who someone knows. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's always exactly. what. Uh, yeah. You never know yeah, whose brother-in-law you, runs. Yeah, the you, company. You know. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And like you said, it looks more presentable to uh, your customers that are coming here, or contractors, whoever it may be. And uh, that says a huge number of things. Mm-hmm. And we feel more pride. Yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. You know, just your own intrinsic uh, valuation of of the whole thing. You know, when you have nice stuff, you feel good about mm-hmm. going to work and doing your job. And, and and your guys, if you, you know, when you have workers, they'll typically take care of your stuff. Nicer oh yeah. When you have nice stuff, you start off with shitty stuff. Who's going to take care of something shitty. Yeah. Uh, it's just, 
Me, you, I'm sure. You yeah, know, we just tell you stories is. about places we've worked. And it's the same thing. You know, people don't value it. And, you know, even you start to, you know, trying to sort of teach them mm-hmm. the value of what they already have. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe you, it. You see that it doesn't work. And so you, you kind of throw your hands in the air and go, all right. Yeah, whatever. What can yeah. I do? Uh, why don't you guys tell us like a little bit about the machines that you're running at the shop? Like maybe walk through, you know, an order comes in. How does it go into production? How's it produced? And, and all oh, that that's stuff. cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're in the works right now. Uh, we're actually optimizing our space right now to actually take your online order. It go directly to our machinery and it gets cut right away. Mm-hmm. So you didn't put your order. 12 by 24 door input the order it goes directly converts it into a file um sending it to our machine that cuts the doors and then we said it goes from there um goes into paint production and we're rolling the uh, jobs out uh, like unfinished and primed within 48 hours um paint the doors taking a little longer we're still doing those for the most part, the old-fashioned way. Mm-hmm. It takes, so our, our automated spray line uh, can spray 21 doors a minute, uh, oh, which oh is yeah. a lot. The thing is, <laughs> if, if, if you're putting in a small order, we're not we're not juicing that thing up to put you know, yeah. 10 doors in. Yep. Yeah. If we're running a full production line, we'll, we'll put that in. Otherwise, we're shooting it by hand. Um, yeah, we run our primer through the flat line typically, so... Mm-hmm. Every day we kind of have a schedule that uh, you prime everything. You're like, yeah, hey, three yeah. o'clock. We're gonna fire up. Yeah, the- yeah, because they they could do like they turn the room on typically around like two o'clock and can do a few hundred doors in like you know twenty thirty minutes. Uh, uh, oh yeah. So give it for for the nerds like us. Give us you know brands and model numbers. Yeah, we machines. like that. Yeah, so we we run uh, on our fl- flatline system is uh, we have a Maycor flatline with all Kremlin pumps. Um, our edge banding machine, you know, we do slab doors and veneer and whatnot, but uh, all that stuff is done on uh, Homag edge banders that are all hot air uh, applied. So you can do glue or hot air, which is pretty cool. Um, for anyone that doesn't know that, you don't see any line in the glue when it's applied with hot air. Mm-hmm. Plus it's also... Um, allowed in hospitals because no moisture can get between the edge banding and the, and the surface. So does that come in pre-glued or? No, it's, it's so there's, there's something in it. Yeah. It's, huh. It melts. So the machine melts the plastic onto the board at 1200 degrees. Um, and it could process at, I think 42 feet a minute. And so it takes the board, it pre-mills it, attaches the edge band, scrapes it, cleans it. It's like ready to go in a box. There's no anything else to do yeah. with it afterwards. Um, so it has a glue pot. It, it can run a glue. It has it a glue pop. Pups. It pretty much welds the edge band on versus glue when you're dealing with hot air edge band. Uh, yeah. 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 It's two different, two different tapes. Yeah. yeah. We, we can run regular glue, PUR glue, and yep. then hot air. Yeah. We can run regular glue or PUR. We haven't tried the PUR. Yeah. That, it would take up too much space in the mini fridge. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're asking risky. for problems. Yeah. Apparently, it's a lot of. Yeah, I've, I've heard um, we don't use it at all in our shop because we have the hot air. Um, but I've heard a lot of nightmares with the PUR that if you're the only one using it, you know, that's one thing. But you, a guy doesn't change it out 
and now your whole system Seized needs to up. get sent back. Yeah. Oh, geez. Because yeah. it dries by by air, yep. uh, and you leave it in there, you know, overnight, maybe. But I wouldn't, you know. It, so you're using the same unglued edge banding for for either regular glue or the hot air. No, no, no. Two no. different. They're two oh, okay. different edge bands. So. The one that could be glued, you could run your traditional glue. Or PUR. Or PUR. And then there's a different edge band. Uh, excuse me. Same colors and whatnot that gets applied with hot air. Um, but so it's, it must have some sort of something on th it. There, there's probably something in it. It's like a patented technology, honestly. Uh, there's there's one, one or two companies in the country that are allowed to use it right now. That was a compressor. Yeah, yeah. that should <laughs> mostly get edited out. Um yeah, there's uh, there's like two two different brands in the country now that that really kind of sell it. But that is like your if you're doing gloss, mm -hmm. like I mean, it looks like you dip this thing in wet paint. Oh. Uh, there's no glue line. It's like wow, it's so nice. Love um, to see. We got to come down to you guys. Yeah, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd love for you guys yeah, to come definitely. down and see what's going on. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Ed's Banders. So that's a, that's a home ag. Um, again, the Flatlines Maycore. We have tons of other uh, machines there. Uh, full cell CNCs and um, like in a full paint store that we have there as well that sells all material and um, yeah. So when the order comes in, when does it, somebody, when does a person get involved? Not until it's off the machine. Yeah. So our, the order gets processed, like Dan was saying, uh, everything's completely parametric and pre-coded in our system to, with your order. So it shoots between a couple of different softwares that we have with uh, internally and shoots straight to the machine. The machine picks up the board by itself, really? drags it on, yeah, cuts it, takes it off the machine, puts it at the person at the end. Um, and one person, like I said, we, we run a small small crew of guys. We don't have tons of employees or anything. Um, we're just very efficient. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, no one touches anything, including your order of even, you know, making the designs on it until it comes off the end end of the CNC. So there's like a cradle of sorts where the stack of sheets sets mm -hmm. in. Yep. yep. So you just keep that thing full. It's like, like a, a jack table. table. Yeah. It has suction cups that'll pick your board, put it on a conveyor belt. Then, uh, I can't wait to see this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty sweet. Um, and we just use one type of HDF. So it's an American made product. Yeah. Uh, so you're getting consistent, everything every single time and we just have you know hundreds of sheets of that stuff that's just sitting next to it and we just keep feeding that and it just cuts and cuts and cuts yeah we've seen pictures and the place is looks like as jeff describes it a laboratory <laughs> it's, yeah it's clean yeah we we aim for for clean yeah it's good yeah, for the lot. machines that's for sure yeah, yeah it has to be when you're dealing with computerized equipment electronics mm -hmm. The more dust you have, the worse the environment for the electronics. Same thing with computers. It's all ran off computers. So we try, and everybody that comes into the shop always says it's, you know, a very clean shop. I don't want to say the cleanest place it's ever been. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we take a lot of pride in keeping it that way. Um, and it's a lot of work to maintain. I, w I want to know what kind of dust collection you have. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So we mainly, so the CNC, uh, so we have different rooms in the shop mm -hmm. too. So we have a little under 20,000 square feet um, and it's broken into different categories. We're cutting in one room, finishing one room, packing one room. Um, so the 
The main dust collector that we have there is a blue. Belfab? Belfab, yeah. Um, it has, I don't know the exact model. It has six bags. Uh, the, 15, the largest one you could put indoors. Yeah, 15 horse, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the most impressive thing that I think we have at the shop that's like a random thing is the compressor. Uh, is this screw compressor? Yeah, it's a screw yeah. air. 60, 60 horsepower, I think. That's a big boy. Yeah, 50 or 60 horsepower, 250 gallon holding tank. Oh, wow. Um, a full dryer. Not something that we were intending to buy. Uh, <laughs> oh, but. by the way, you need this. <laughs> Shit. That's like when we got the expander. Same, same story here, just a smaller, on a smaller scale. How much electricity do you have down there? We have a thousand amps. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We have 400 and sometimes it's like, man, I wish we had some more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy amount of electric that we, we got fortunate with the building that we were in. They yeah. actually were uh, producing medical plastic in it. Okay. Fire. Um, so we have a lot of cool features. Like the room that we finish in was, it cost $1.4 million to fit yeah. out this room. It's a legit clean room. Yeah. Uh, oh, like wow. Yeah. Sterile to the, to the T. Yeah, we we didn't, you know, put the, yeah. the prior customer did that, so the whole room is filtered. Um, hmm. it's, yeah, I've been in like Pfizer and things yeah, like yeah, that. It's, it's yeah. the same exact thing. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's that's what uh, that's our finish room in there, and that's again we keep it as clean as we possibly can. But that's yeah, a pretty sweet. Uh, setup I love with it. That yeah. Wow. Um, so you have any like small like what's hooked up to the CNCs? Is that the the bell? Yeah, so we have uh, the bell fab on the on the big CNC, and then there's a five by ten in there that's hooked up to a um, seven and a half horsepower dust collector. I don't know the name. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. All bag style. Yeah. Yeah, they're all bags. We're we're looking into, you know, like we were saying before, we're we're constantly adapting too, mm-hmm. and that's been our biggest like. You know, some of these, they're, they're huge machines. You know, it yeah. takes a lot of money to even move them and whatnot, but we've been moving stuff nonstop, trying to get, like, a good situated system because we really do want, like, an outdoor collection, but I'm glad that we didn't buy one uh, <laughs> right now because we were constantly moving stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the piping is, is can be costly. Oh, know? yeah. It's time-consuming. That's you, why we still have a hodgepodge because it's like we can't commit to you know, one setup. Yeah. And every, every time you move it and, you know, people think that they're, you can just go buy a machine and like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. We learned that lesson yeah. too. And, and the bigger you keep going with it, like they, it just gets more complicated, more, complicated, yeah. more yeah. expensive. Like, yeah. And, and it's like, you got to figure it out too. It's yeah. not like they come in and say, okay, you need this, 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 and this. It's just like when the machine gets delivered, it's like, Oh, you don't have this. Yeah, nobody told me I need. Oh yeah, <laughs> trying to get like the specs and everything, you know. And then, you know, our our edge banner is made in Spain, so there was like some translation issues oh, with yeah. with oh, yeah. uh, dust collect uh, compressor. It was like, oh yeah, you need like four CFM. I'm like, oh okay, only four CFM shows up. <laughs> it's like thing is just shutting down because we only have seven CFM. It's actually like seventeen CFM. Is what uh, you need. Yep, that's that's the constant. Do we- you learn it as you keep going, and, and yeah. it's the big the problem is the bigger that you keep going with it, at least that we're running into or have run into, is you can ask questions because what you're doing is relative. You know what I mean? Like everyone, there's someone to ask that question to. 
the bigger you start going with it, very few manufacturers yeah. are talking yeah. with anybody, sharing with no, anybody. There's not a Google yeah, or look up or find a video on. Yeah. It doesn't exist. We Ooh. ran into that with the compressor. Yeah. We we got the compressor and then we learned that on startup, it, it draws could, like 300 amps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, on the first initial switch. Uh, yeah. So it was shutting the, the edge bander down because it's got all these safeties built into yep. it. So we didn't know what to do. We, you know, we thought maybe a soft start. What was the other? VFD. Yeah, VFD. So we couldn't find anybody to tell us what soft start to get. Like nobody wanted to commit to it. We couldn't find anything online. And it wasn't like a just a cheap throwaway thing. Oh, yeah. So we decided we'd, we'd get one. And then it comes and it's got like a little tiny little thing with a schematic on it that doesn't really apply to, <laughs> yeah. to, to what you're trying to use it for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you spend, spend half a day over there like touching wires together yeah, hoping yeah. you don't break it. There was a big pop at yeah. one point. It was uh, the same, same thing with the the paint booth yesterday. Well, now we've done this a couple of times. Uh, yeah, you started. So we kind of know. It's like, I think these wires go in here. And Jeff goes, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, like L1, you hold L2. them all, turn it on. <laughs> that's, so that's what we did. Yeah. And then it worked. And I was kind of like, I can't believe it worked. Yeah. The same thing happened similarly with the compressor as the booth. It's like. All right, we'll turn it on. Turn thing, nothing. It's like, oh, the breaker's off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it came on, and we're like, oh, it works. Yeah. That, that's the, the the unfortunate thing, like, is now we're too scared to mess around with this stuff. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. man, I'm, we, not, we're I'm at, not touching that thing. Yeah, we're at the point where we can't. Oh, style no service uh, department must have you guys on a big retainer. Oh, just, <laughs> but we deal with several yeah. of the departments and. You they're not call the, our buddies yeah, at RT, RT machine. They they're won't, not as helpful as machines. you would think. You got to get hooked up with RT. Yeah, yeah no, we, I, we we know those guys. They've they've come uh, they've come by the shop a few times, or maybe the old shop. I'm not sure if they've been to the new one, but uh, yeah, no, they've been great guys. We, I know the thing is where what we're using and what we're looking after now. Like we were prior buying random tools, all mm-hmm. sorts of different stuff. Like you were saying before, like oh, we got a project. I need this for it. Let's get the mm-hmm. thing. Um, we're so specialized in what yeah. it is now that it's, you know, we're looking for like one machine in the world uh, to yeah. do these type of things. And it's like stuff that's fully integrated with the other machines. Yeah. They, the amount of timing the and all the integrating everything into the system now mm-hmm. to create yeah. a loop out of it is just like you oh, have that home ag edge banding uh, organizer that's like all barcode. Now, we have we, we have the program. Yeah, we have uh, the production assistant. That, but not, we have a different type of holder that we just mm-hmm. made because that one was ridiculously priced. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw some of it. I'm like, this seems a little Yeah, for crazy. Like a, a melamine cabinet with lights. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. kind of nuts. Yeah. But it has this little touch screen over yeah. here. <laughs> it's, it's rainbow color. You're like, oh, all right, 15 grand. It's like a, an Amazon Fire tablet. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get it and they're just like, Ah oh, man, I can't believe that this is this is all that this was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to make it up somewhere, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like movie theater popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, there, there's just so many different uh, things. Like I was in someone's shop and about dust collectors that I didn't even think about is, um, they have a huge problem in their shop. Like I was saying earlier with the spray booth situation, is it they turn on the dust collector 
one, all your heat and air in the building gets sucked out like yeah. almost instantly. Yeah. Um, flames, so your 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 pilot, which is also a problem with the spray booth, um, and just suction yeah. inside. You don't realize when you put in a system like that and it has that draw and all your machines are hooked up to it and you're busy and yeah. now all the ports are open. Like think about just like an eight inch thing just all day sucking exactly. all the air out and like also static if yeah. you don't have it grounded. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys forget that part. Yeah. We start to build static and well, we don't deal with it here and especially most people in Jersey is spraying solvent. And dealing with static that could ruin that's your a day good uh, quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. instantly it's like just one little spark mm-hmm. the shop goes. where we used to work you know in the winter time had to crack the front door when they were spraying you know to get some yeah. makeup air and the shop was freezing all yeah. winter yeah. yeah we we have a hard time like i said we have between our may and the hand spray booth because we keep it climate controlled we have the humidity checked we have the temperature held it's just as soon as you turn all that equipment on it's gone mm-hmm. so yeah. to do that makeup it's just constantly you're constantly running heat yeah. you're constantly running ac and it's just working overtime in between your production runs to maintain that that climate yeah, yeah. especially with paint that's like the yeah. most important thing i ran into that with an exhaust hood in a kitchen somebody just they got this massive hood over their massive range and they, i had the specs because you know i had to build the cabinetry and i was like you know you, you guys you, did you read this thing about the makeup air on this? Yeah. <laughs> so i had to build like a whole row of dummy cabinets to hide this like 10 inch piece oh, of ductwork. Yeah. yeah yeah it's actually code now that you have to have a certain amount of makeup air. yeah yeah it makes sense. Like I said, even in a restaurant, it'll pull all the like that hood. Mm-hmm. There goes all your air, and yeah, you now and then, like in the booth, in the winter, I'm sure that guy was sweating his ass off if you have the heat on. Yeah, because it's like 90 degrees in there, and it's just like hot air, just like from the whole shop getting sucked into you, yep. which now also isn't good for the paint you're spraying. Yeah, uh, yeah, bunch of weird, weird things that you don't think Science. about. Science, no. so, yeah, <laughs> science <laughs> and math. Yeah. <laughs> And the I'm, spray booth, you know, the spray booth uh, salesman isn't going to tell you this because he no, he just wants no. to sell the booth. Yeah, no. dude, they don't they don't ever tell you. No one has told me, us anything to do yeah. with this. Like they, it doesn't matter what you spend. I, I think was going to say you're buying a six figure machinery. Yeah, they don't tell you. Like no, they they no. want to they want to sell it to you, and again, it's it's hard to get in touch with people that are going to give you this information. Uh, you can go to the shows, you can, you know, did all the same stuff. Uh, but when you realize that your edge bander that you just bought, like we had our, we thought ours was going to work, but you got to buy another compressor and the guy didn't <laughs> yeah. tell you, you know, exactly. that compressor is 50 grand. Now what? Like, you know, yeah. oh, I forgot to let you know that, you know, yeah. it's, it's, or, it's all the uh, auxiliary equipment to run this thing. Yeah. Needs a certain amount of dust collection and chip collection or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you need a vacuum. Might need a transformer to go, you know, from 208 to 440 or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, you hear that so many times from guys like that the electric was never checked. Mm-hmm. And I, I've even heard it from the machine guys a ton of times. They're like, oh, this guy bought a whatever it is, didn't check anything. And now they're trying to like bring service into the building, which 
Oh, geez. He's a pain. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially over here. They're like, yeah, good <laughs> luck. We'll see you in a few years, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's some list. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they, they never uh, they never give you that information. So, definitely, if you're looking into buying more machines, I'm sure you guys could agree. Do Look, some homework. Yeah, do some homework and yeah. ask people. Don't be scared to, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you got some contacts that you could ask to or whoever. Because. Right. And no matter how big or small you may be because it's all going to be relative yeah if you're small you're going to be looking at you know you're going to be in a small place and your machine you know you're probably looking to get a bigger machine mm-hmm. um and you like when we were in the old shop we were tapped out we had to like 100 un- amps unplug yeah. things to to run yeah, certain things literally yeah. yeah we had the laser running so we we're doing that first run of a thousand of those boxes in the old shop which was you know 800 square feet so like two or three of these offices. Yeah. So we had the laser running, you know, that was, uh, ran for two weeks straight, 10 hour days. And then we're running, <laughs> uh, a smoke extractor on that. And the compressor the compressor ran nonstop because it, it's 70 PSI air assist on the CO on the CO2 laser. Oh man. So with a seven CFM compressor, it literally, the compressor sure, ran blow up. 10 hours a day. <laughs> God bless that compressor. It, it might have stopped when I was changing over pieces in the laser, and that was it. That thing still runs yeah. to this day. Somebody bought it. He still hasn't yeah. picked it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing runs like a champ. But, yeah. yeah, if we turned on, like, the table saw, the laser would shut off because it sensed, you know, yeah. there wasn't enough voltage. Dude, I, I've, I've been in the same spot. You yeah. know what I mean? That, but it is, everything is, is to what you, what you think yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Like, I thought... When I bought uh, probably our first table saw, you know, like a regular job site DeWalt, that like man, yeah. two hundred dollars. Like I can't believe I got it. <laughs> and then I bought my first fest tool, and I'm like yeah. seven hundred dollars for this. And then yeah. you buy this, and you just keep going up, but you don't oh, even realize. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. like look at you guys. You guys started a few years ago with nothing. Yeah. Now you got nice trucks, but you don't yeah. even realize it's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't realize that you work yourself those things that you did learn like we were saying earlier like you know you don't it pops in your head but it's so much knowledge that you just by trying and doing and you know now you could find out this information like so easily that's yeah. what drives me that's when people are like oh i didn't know it's like did you look yeah that's the thing. <laughs> just put forth a little bit of effort yeah like pick up your phone and if you just googled it yeah. like i hate to be one to even say that but yeah you know how much shit here did you figure out before you could Google it, and now you can, yeah. and you're making stupid mistakes that mm-hmm. it's like, the minute you Google it, it's like, don't do that. Right. And you're like, man, I've been trying to do that for 15 times, and I keep getting the same results. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not like when I started, we had like yellow pages ads, yeah, yeah. and I had, to, I had to go to the library and check out a book. You know, to, yeah, exactly. To like figure out how to cut a dovetail. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. And that, that's what it was. But it made you try and you keep doing it. But yeah. yeah I, always, I tell Jeff this story a hundred times. Like, I, that's how I learned, you know, from a library book. And I cut the joints and then I'm still looking at it like, how does this go together? Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, we, we uh, destroyed. Like, when we first started getting into the painting, uh-huh. you know, we, again, had no way to learn. Like, YouTube, you yeah, know, not that right. we're that there old, you nothing. know, but there was nothing there to, to yeah. do that with. And uh, started seeing, like, faux finishes. It was started to become real popular. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, you know. Plaster. Yeah. Yeah. Plaster. There's yeah. a guy Venetian across the street plaster. who does that. Yeah. 
Especially Staten Island. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's, oh. that's if you don't have Venetian plaster and a fucking lion on your lion. Lion. I was about to say the lion <laughs> or a fountain. The lion the and the oversized uh, columns going up to the second floor. Yeah, that's that's how you know you made it in Staten Island. You got a fucking lion, that, <laughs> and you got the couch inside with the plastic on it that no one can touch. <laughs> oh God, I'd tell you stories about growing up like that. Forget about it. <laughs> That's the nice room. Oh, we never got to use it. My, my mother had a runner on the carpet that you had to stay on. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to smoosh it down too much, just if there's company. <laughs> and, that, and that showed you not to take a right turn into that company living room and dining room. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my. It, it's unbelievable. That, I mean, the stereotypes are so spot on. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's 100%. And... Uh, Everyone was doing that at the time, and, you know, we, we didn't know how to do it or anyone to teach us. And, dude, I, me and Dan, my mom was at work, and I wanted to try. I never did molding or anything before, so I had a bunch of, like, that five-and-a-quarter-inch base, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like the fancy stuff at the time. Yeah, speed uh, base, we call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, exactly. Now, now it's speed yeah. base. At the time, like, you were, you were classy, man, if you, if you had that it wasn't in your house. three inches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We had something to brag about when I put that down there. Uh, but uh, I didn't even know what crown molding was. And so, so that's what we put. I put, I put it upside down along the ceiling. But listen, that, that was the best part. That's like an Airbnb move. Oh, oh the, yeah. the Airbnb part was the fact that, again, we don't know what, what uh, you know, Venetian plaster, you know, that there's different types of things with things at this point. I, this is not long after me collecting cards at Home Depot, not yeah. even knowing that there's uh, paint chips. And we took concrete. And we mixed it with <laughs> joint compound. <laughs> joint compound, and did my mother's wall like while she was like at a work. Stucco job. Yeah, we didn't tell her. You know, oh, we took. We're, I saw guys taking like the sea sponge. Yeah, and you, you know, and, I yeah. didn't know they were using just joint compound at yeah. the time. I was like, oh, it must be concrete. You know, so we <laughs> <laughs> must be. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> my mother comes home and sees that dude. I con like the whole foyer. The one <laughs> Not even like in a room that nobody oh, goes no, in. No, no, no. The this, whole, this, the whole you, entrance we, of the house going up and down the staircase. Oh, it was, yeah, absolutely terrible. Yeah, talk, talk about a. She still talks about it to, to this day. She actually, uh, we, we, she owns the company with us as well. So we all started it together. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, definitely a learning curve That's at that hysterical. point. That's <laughs> hysterical. Uh, what about the Finnish story? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, Dan, you lead the way on that. Yeah, so we saw. Obviously, we're, we're making the doors, and we saw a need. A lot of people were asking us for matching paint. So we linked up um, with a paint company. So we're, we're using uh, Enduro uh, by General Finishes. Uh, we're using their 1K um, and their undercoat in our production line. So that's what we carry in United Finishes. So United Finishes, we carry all American-made products. Uh, General Finishes is... One of the oldest paint companies in the country, 95, 96 years old. Um, one of the first in waterborne coatings, the first in waterborne uh, poly in the United States. Hmm. Um, excellent Wisconsin, company. Yeah, yeah we've, we've been to their facility. Uh, amazing facility. Uh, just like your definition of like the American dream company. Like you walk in and it's just like, wow. The employees, the whole operation is 
fantastic. Yeah, they had employees there that that like have been working there. You know, they're in their sixties now that have been there since they were like teenagers. Yeah, the first employee still yeah. works there. Wow, that tells you everything yeah. you need to yeah. know. Yeah. That was our first one of our first questions to the, to the owner was like, "How did you keep these?" And it wasn't just one guy. Like their whole business is built off of these employees that are still there. It's it's like that in itself was uh, really as a you have employees we don't have any employees yeah. but you know and we're both from the restaurant industry oh, the worst of all yeah turnover oh. and retraining oh, is yep. so costly mm-hmm. so costly yeah well, go ahead so sorry yeah, go yeah. Ahead. so um like i was saying but just a great company their product support is unmatched that we've had their knowledge um and they're willing to adapt to their customer needs is by yeah. far the best we've dealt with. Um, so that's what we have in our line. Um, and that's what we sell. We stand behind the products. Everything we sell on on the finished store, we use in our production. So we use Surf Prep. We sell their abrasives and their sanders, uh, big kid blocks. Um, started out in the auto industry, and now they're morphing into the woodworking industry as well. Mm-hmm. Just another great tool to put into your toolbox. Um, just for your small details and just your one-off never need, never know if you're going to need type thing, but it's a great thing we use every day. Um, what, Apollo. Apollo sprayers, the first HVLP, true HVLP sprayer on the market, been around since sixties, I believe. Wow. The world's fair. Yeah. Um, dry tech, dry tech, all great companies, the best of the best. It's Union, New Jersey, right? Try yeah. yeah, they're they're not too far from. Uh, I think it is Union. It's Union. Uh, up they're all over there. they're all pretty close. Yeah, but we run everything, and yeah, they're that's all... what's cool because you have hands-on experience, not just like a sales yeah. rep coming right. in. It's like, yeah, that's... this is how we do it. This is yeah, exactly. how my hands get dirty doing this. Yeah, no, we wanted to be able to walk everybody through the products and not just reading it off a, a sale sheet. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah, wanted we've, to... we've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, oh, let me, just uh, like we were saying before, yeah, I'll yeah. Let me flip it over real quick and no, tell we, you what you just read. We want, page 42. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want to be that resource that if you do have a problem with anything that we sell, we're your point of contact to help you through that problem. Mm-hmm. And, oh, knock on wood, hopefully nobody ever has problems, but We've been doing this job long enough to know they're going to happen. Yeah. Problems yeah. Um, are part of doing business. Yeah. How yeah. you solve them, that's really key. And we want to be that product support uh, through everything that we, we stand behind. And we, we only stand behind the best products that we currently use. So it's a little bit about the, the finished store. We take should, orders online, yep. ship next day for local, I think, 300 miles from our shop. Yeah, it's a so 300 Maryland. mile radius to, to, to most, you know, unless you're living like some... In the boondock somewhere yeah, within yeah. 300 miles. Yeah, we yeah. received PA, the next day. Delaware, Maryland, New York. Um, yeah, I think is it the same point of contact at New Doors, or is it something different? It's, no, that's uh, unitedfinishes.com. Yeah. Okay. United Finishes. Yep. All right. And you guys color match to yeah, we, basically we, what, anything? Any color. Yeah. I mean, we could do custom color matching, which, you know, we'd rather not, yeah. but we can. Uh, but we can match any Sherwin, Benjamin Moore, Farron Bowl. Any bear, pretty much any. Yeah, just like someone's normal. calling you a magic bear color. <laughs> <laughs> I got this Valspar HGTV we got, edition. We, we got that too. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We still got. There's actually Dutch hurts. boy. 
You, ever, you remember oh, Dutch wow. Boy? Yeah, yeah. We I still remember. got Dutch Boy uh, paint chips yeah. on the computer. <laughs> I forgot that was even a, a company. company. That, yeah. So did I until I started scrolling yeah. through the, the tent machine. I'm like, oh, shit, they got Dutch Boy in here. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of other uh, like a small lot, paint brands. There's a lot like of just, paint companies. Yeah, way more you, than you think yeah. just around the yeah. country. Hmm. Um, what? Zipperstein's? Zip, Zipperstein's. Do yeah. they still make I think paint? I don't know. I, think I, don't, I haven't seen them in a while, yeah. yeah. We have a Zipperstein's Ace Hardware. Oh, really? Long Branch, yeah. yeah. Do they still make their own paint? Because they had their own line, right? right. Like, I don't yeah. think so. That's what made me think of it. Yeah. They had the one on Route 9 for a while. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was a few of them over here that were all, all sporadically placed, but I haven't seen I haven't seen one in a while. You know, there's more bigger companies who've taken everything over. That's just kind of yeah, that's know, it. The, sure. the way it's going by the competition. Yeah, you know and what I like about the Enduro, it doesn't come in that pretentious European can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they rebranded. Yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's and modern and and clean. Yeah, it's modern, clean, and and the biggest thing that we we tell everyone is like, it's. What obviously works for what you're doing um, and what's available to you, you know, to get quickly, uh, which this stuff is, and who has the most stock. Uh, a lot of people don't think about that. And the more that you start growing, that becomes an issue, you know, to what mm -hmm. we were talking before, like waiting for stuff. And like, you want to be partnered with people that have stuff now, like, and just for the paint itself, just with them, like they, I forget how many millions of dollars in inventory, but they had like a 30,000 square foot warehouse full of paint, um, which was huge for us knowing that again, no matter what comes up, you know, we want to be able to say, yes, if someone needs 10,000 doors tomorrow, yeah, I could do it. If I don't yeah. have enough stuff, yeah. I can get it. You know, that's, uh, that's that, part of the service equation, you yeah. know, yep. being able to say yes. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like you were saying earlier, you know, some, you, you have to pick and choose what, what's worth more to you. And for me, it's always in service and what, uh, yeah, you know, what's it's, available. It's, I mean, it's part of why it's a big part of why we chose to go with RT and the Sahis edge bander. And, you know, it's kind of what attracted us to new doors. Yeah. You know, you guys, you know, you coming out the first time and, you know, bringing Dan along, it just kind of cemented everything. We're cool. all about the relationship. That's yeah. what we love about, um, Hayfula. Yeah, you know, yeah, rich and yeah. yep. I don't want to call and order from some faceless person a thousand miles away. You know what I mean? Like, this is how business used to be done. It was a handshake oh, yeah. and yep. face to face. And it's, you know, the closer that we can get back to that, I think it's better for everybody. You yeah. saw Joe, the, the driver. Yeah. For yeah, they're all yeah. hanging out here. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know. They don't even, they, they don't even come in our shop like that. Now is, I got a problem with it. This is the way we like to do things. Yeah. You know, yeah. usually Alan, the UPS guy, comes in and says, yeah. Hello, how's the baby? How's the baby? Yeah. It, it's just who yeah. we are. The um, you, last couple of days, uh, the neighbor comes in. How's it going, guys? Oh, it's good. I see you working. Uh, yeah, I got some extra weed killer. Can I spray around the shop? Yeah. 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 Knock, Knock yourself, yourself out, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way it should be. Yeah. This is how it goes around here. No, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it's something that's been forgotten about in business. Mm -hmm. You know, you uh, and now you bump into it, and it's like like we're saying with general finishes. There's plenty of you know, excuse me, great brands that serve prep. All these companies we've been working with have been like so helpful. So their roots of business are exactly what you're saying, yeah. which you know attracted us to them. Uh, obviously, tons of customers to put them in the place of where they're at, and yeah, that's like with and, us. And bottom line, price isn't always. No. The bottom line. I mean, you, yeah. you, 
you know, you're getting what you pay for, so to speak. Oh yeah. There's, there's so much more to, um, roll into the cost equation. Like they do with cars, like cost of ownership, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Everyone's, uh, you know, good until something goes wrong. <laughs> yes. and, you know, that you don't need that. Then. something. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is that something goes wrong, you know, if you, especially if you're building a relationship with that person that, you know, is oh. maybe kind of shaky, yeah. your business is growing. So now that client that you're fucking over is even more important. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it all started on and just a, you know, not yeah. too good of a foundation, I guess. Well, what's cool. Like with you guys, you could, you could spot another person with the like minds you oh, know what yeah. i mean that that's what i enjoy about the meeting you guys and hearing your story and then being able to do business together and stuff like that yeah absolutely i was excited to come here i, I told dan i'm like after meeting you guys that day i'm like oh dude we're gonna be able to go hang, hang with him no problem uh, <laughs> yeah i was excited this was uh my first podcast so yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys are doing good have you been on one or no yeah i was on uh one other one before not like a setup like this though this is uh like a remote where you were somewhere. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, this is like a, this, I feel like uh In person, you could see, you could talk forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> There'll be topics we don't even touch today. Uh, oh, you know? 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, we, haven't even, we haven't even crossed the bridge yet. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no, they, they, Except they, for the lion comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went, what, three hours and 15 minutes with Corey and Rob? Yeah. yeah. I believe it. You could just keep doing stuff like, uh, not face to face. Yeah. Like, you know, we're having these meetings with people and whatnot. It's like, it's impossible. It is. Yeah. COVID, At least for me, I don't know. COVID I, amplified the Zoom yeah. calls. Oh, and yeah. it's just like, I was never comfortable with doing it. Just no. like, still to this day, I'm not comfortable doing the Zoom calls. It's just like, you don't have that real connection with the person no. yep. over the computer. Yeah. And my wife would tell you, I'm not a real people person. Like I don't like going out to like dinner parties or anything like that, but I get along with people when I could sense, you know, yeah, there's, there's this camaraderie. We talk of me and Dan say this all the time. It's like, and I've know we've heard it from other people, but when you start seeing that you're on the same level as other people, like, it sounds bad to say, um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know you what I mean? Space here. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's, it sounds bad to say, but like there's certain, you know, tiers of where people get in their life. And sometimes like if you want to keep growing, there's nothing wrong with, you know, you have to adapt new people that are more in your level that, again, can help you. You can help them. Not even just in a, like, a, a business sense of things. Just, no, like, just growing as a person. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, that's what, that's why I love talking to everybody and just, you know, again, being around people that, yeah, like, you can tell, like, you guys are trying to do something. We're trying to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and not just make money or no, run a business. No. It's, there's a much bigger picture. Like, I mean, one of the reasons... Uh, we don't have any employees outside our, our office um, help Julie is that, you know, we would, we wouldn't want to bring in somebody on the cheap, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to provide a good job at a good wage. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so that that's, that's sort of where we need to be as a company yeah. to, to do that, to offer yeah. somebody something worth having. And to have a good connection. That's, mm-hmm. that's our, like, we tell anyone who's ever worked for us, uh, my first thing is like, 
I don't care. I truly don't care about even money. Even I'm just even between us. Like I'm obsessed with doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the money aspect of it really like, yes, I know we got to pay the bills and I think business minded, but my passion is this business. Uh, my drive, everything that I think about to do with this is I'm obsessed with the perfection of doing this. Um, so everything that, you know, we lean towards with that, I'm sorry, I was even lost where I was even going with that, but, uh, yeah, I get, I get held up because I, 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 I like it so much. Oh, and hiring is, is telling people, uh, when they come in, listen, if you could be the best in the world, but if you don't get along with us, Oh yeah. You got to go. You yeah. know, that the yeah. simple as that is, yeah. You guys are all hanging out here. You need to be able to hang out. Uh, yeah, like this is a huge chunk of your life. Yeah. And we spend whatever, 50 hours a week in the shop. We spend more hours awake together, Jeff and I, than we do with our families. Yeah, yeah. same here. Yeah. I mean, you it's have just, to jive. It, it just is what it is. Yeah. We've worked with people who are miserable. Our old partner was miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, it just drags everybody down. He, you know? he used to come in and say stuff like, Oh, I hate Monday. Oh, like, yeah. You know, it's like I had said one day, it's like, that's kind of offensive. I mean, this is as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's it true. It doesn't yeah. get better than this. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's work. Yeah. Yes. It's hard work. It's, you know, you're going it, to, it's not a rose garden owning your own business, but it's still as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. And you chose to do it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, that, that's the main thing is you pick to do this. What are you upset about for you? People forget right. that. You can do anything you want. Right. Like, yeah. and not sounding like a preacher as a kid. Like, you can. Yeah. Well, if you don't like it, do something else. Right. If you're a tradesman, this is this was the best situation. Yeah. For you. Yeah. You're a partner yeah. in a company. You get to come to a picturesque shop. Yeah. You know, <laughs> heated, air-conditioned. <laughs> that in itself. That was one you, thing you about are, the little shop. Just, you can feel how hot it is in here right now. <laughs> the little shop was like the new Yankee workshop. I mean, it really was. If if we had if we were a minuscule little company getting paid, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to build little one-off pieces of furniture, it, it it's the shop. Yep. Yeah. But you know, that's as Jeff said, that doesn't really exist in the real world anymore. Yeah, it's it's hard to. Uh... You got to separate. You can include your passion. You just have right. to figure out how to yeah, make money a, with it. Yeah. That's a mean? great way to put it. Um, yeah, and, hit the ceiling. You know. Yeah. No. We, we and indeed we haven't excluded anything. You know, we still do all those things like uh, the stuff we did out in the Hamptons. There were a lot of really nice pieces. Oh, yeah. um, you designed those uh, walnut cases and the vanities all really really unique stuff um you know that it takes a craftsperson to build yeah. uh the the of course the acorn yeah that was cool <laughs> those those were the original oh, doors yeah. for those <laughs> i was so proud of them <laughs> Together, they're an inch too big. <laughs> I know. I think they're an inch too big each. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was the yeah, tenon. That's right. It was the tenon. Oh, so, so you know exactly what I was talking about before when oh, you yeah. get there and you're like, ah, oh, damn, this door. Yeah. I was putting it together, you know, and like, especially when you're building a big door like that, uh-huh. everything was nice and flat and the, the, everything was just working. You know, it was, I was really yeah. feeling myself and I didn't subtract the, the length of the tenons. 
So, <laughs> dude, I saw, I saw some girl the other day on Instagram oh, well. doing the same thing. She took some video. I don't know if it was bullshit or not, but she's like, takes off the door, like chisels everything. Like your girl put some work in to yeah. get this door rehung and goes to shut it. And it's like a 36 inch door in a 32 inch frame. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> like, man, I, I've, I've been uh, there. I've been there myself. Uh, yeah, you yeah, certainly yeah. have after, after that story. That's, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, it makes me think of uh, one time I built these uh, big um, walnut, solid walnut doors for this place up in um, Hoboken. Is it is it Hoboken? Uh, uh, Frank Sinatra Drive. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Hoboken. yeah. And they were they framed out this big opening in a loft to make it the size of a door. And I said, you know, I wouldn't do that. You'd have to have a contractor come and frame out the door and I make the opening and then I would put it in. And I, so these doors were super, super heavy. And I arranged to have somebody come and help me hang them and stuff like that. And maybe about two weeks later, the door was, uh, the, the jam was giving yeah. way. So you could see the plaster was cracking a little bit where they had, so I said, all right, get those guys back. And I, I came and I really didn't know exactly what I was doing, you know, but I had them take the door off and I had this big plane and I, I, you know, I just looked at it and I like did a couple of swipes with my hand plane and they're all watching me. There's like six guys in the room. <laughs> then they hung it back and it closed perfectly. And I just put my plane in my bag. Like yep, I knew like, what uh, I was yep. doing. And they're like, man. That guy is good. Fake it till you make it. It's like, it's like, I can't believe I just did that. Because I really didn't know what I was doing. We called it smoke and mirrors in the restaurant yeah. industry. Yeah. You know, you just got to look like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Baffled them with bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So that's my other big door story. Yeah, no issues. Compliment the, the, two, the doors that didn't fit at all. Um, yeah, that was a big cabinet. Yeah, those are those are pretty some solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a big uh, foyer piece, um, but it ended up over eight feet tall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually didn't even use the entire base because they thought it was too imposing. Oh yeah. wow! So we only used part of the base. Or well, no, we set it like right down. Yeah, on it was us. just you know it had like a five and a half inch bottom rail mm-hmm. on the face frame, so it went straight to the side. Because we had like this, you know added base that was going to jack it up even a little yeah. further. Yeah. It always drives me nuts when that happens. And it's usually that that's the part that I took like time on. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, the base, I can't leave without it. This yeah. door has been done for two weeks. And then you get there and they're like, ah, nah, never mind. It was like an add on too that like we didn't charge yeah. for. They're like, what if we put it like on a base? I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever, fine. <laughs> So, you know, you build it, solid maple, yes, miter, yes, 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 exactly. And the other thing was I built it, and then it was too I, short. It was too short, but, it, but I didn't account for it, so I had to fix See? it. And then it, it was like, all right, it's, it's just right now. Then so we didn't use it. Not just me that yeah. has that same problem. Yep. Yeah, oh, no, oh, no, I told you, do but everything the, twice. The floor was so out yeah. that it was going to have to be scribed, and we kind of talked him out. We're like, yeah, you know, probably be better without the base. And then we didn't have to... Uh, cut the base molding, the installed base molding. Yeah, because our base was only, say, four inches, and the base molding was seven and a quarter or something, so you'd have, like, two, you know, you'd have to cut this chamfer shape and then a straight line into this ornate. It's like, yeah. Well, that's the thing you get from 
having knowledge with something and which drives me nuts when someone is like going will go against you saying mm-hmm. that where you're mm-hmm. like listen i know yes this is easier for me to do this 100 percent, but also it's, it's the gonna, right it's the right thing yeah. it's going to save you you know from this turning into a serious problem let me guide uh, you yeah with yeah. my yeah, with our 50 years of experience, yeah, let that, us give you some insight. No, that's what, in this industry, it's it's crazy that people often will tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't go into a kitchen and tell the guy, oh, oh this is how you make it. I, no, you right. ordered this, and that's how you get it. But you do yeah. something, and especially when they're watching you. Like, I remember being younger in a lot of these things and, like, leaving jobs because, like, you know, the customer's telling me, Oh, you're doing it wrong. It's like, and they're holding like a Home Depot pamphlet. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> dude, you read three instructions and you're going to tell me that I'm doing this wrong? Like, dude, here you go. Here's the, whatever it is, yeah. do it yourself. Yeah. What'd you call me for? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, there's the old joke, you know, it's uh, it's a thousand for me to do this job. It's 1500 oh, if d- you want to watch. 100%. <laughs> see if I can uh, pull up this foyer piece. I still can't believe those are inch and a half solid cherry yeah <laughs> that's that's the old shop that's the old mindset yeah it's yeah. serious that's what i was thinking when you're showing me i'm like god damn that was uh, about 500 board feet just for the cases really yeah damn. jesus christ yeah it's all a quarter there it is yeah Oh, this is where the one with the... Oh, yeah, those yeah, are those doors. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, the, they, there's they, the acorns. They look a little familiar, actually. <laughs> if you need any doors with acorns cut out, <laughs> we've been looking to get rid of those. You can, you can build a piece around them. What was the acorns about? What? It's just the client wanted some acorns cut, cut into it. Yeah. So that was a laser. Yeah, that thing does cut, like, super crisp. Yeah. Yeah. What's the thickest you could cut on that thing? We've done three-quarter plywood. Straight yeah. through it? Yeah. Uh, you have to do, you couple, have to either go really passes. slow or you can do a couple passes. Does it just keep, I'm assuming, laying, layering down? Like, you don't have to flip it or anything, right? It'll just keep No, yeah, it'll just. Quarter, a quarter, or whatever. Until um, like, if you go five millimeters a second, you can go right through a three-quarter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, the one one guy at the shop, uh, he has a, a few D, uh, 3D printers now. Yeah, we did mm. a bunch of that. Man, what a cool, uh, able to make anything. Yeah, we actually were selling these. Uh, actually, are they still in the shop? We invented these glue bottle clips. So you put them on your, like, bottle of Type Bond. Yeah. So you can clip it to your tool belt or whatever. I don't know why the internet's being so slow. But, yeah, so we... we uh, yeah, there it is. Oh, shit. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, so that's for the 16 ounces, for the 8 ounce. Oh, wow. That is convenient. So we sold these all over the world. Yeah. It was like sort of like a flash in the pan. It went crazy for, uh, oh, look, our polo shirt shipped. Our golf shirts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like a total flash in the pan for a couple months. It was like I had those printers. I had two they of them gone. running 24-7. <laughs> had all these like little box, like uh, like those plastic shoe boxes that you can buy with yeah. all the orders. Yep. You know, <laughs> orders coming crazy. in, orders going Sweet. out. Every morning, I was dropping stuff off at the post office. How many things you sold? Thousands, probably. Thousands, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I still have a bunch in the basement. I was gonna put it up on Amazon and do like some packaging, and you know, you know how it is. You got yeah. a thousand ideas, and there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. So I, I wish that someone could just like on my back just write down 
everything I say yeah. out loud and mm-hmm. implement it somehow. That's a good idea, though. Yeah. I don't know you guys were even selling stuff on your site like this. Yeah, we had a bunch of other stuff, too. We had, you ever use the Type Bond Quick and Thick? No. It's like a really thick glue. They recently just changed the cap, but it came with this cap that had like a little blade in it and it would go inside of a, the, the tip was slotted because it was so thick that it, you needed like a plunger. Mm-hmm. So we create, that was what started this whole thing. I think we created like a little collar that goes under the cap and then it had a silicone tether because the cap that they sent with it was loose. So oh. you would just lose it immediately. And this actually was tethered to the thing and you could put it in there. Yeah. So then, you know, started coming up with some new ideas and. Oh, wow. Yeah. You still selling. What happened to that glue? They still sell it or. Yeah. Uh, they changed the cap. What do they use it for? Uh, it's just like a really fast drying. Molding sometimes, uh, okay. right? Yeah. And it's thick, you know, yeah. so it doesn't run. Hmm. No, those are good ideas. Yeah. He started, the kid at the shop started, his name is Nick. He started selling like all sorts of random things. Um with this 3D printer, and he seems like he's doing pretty good with it. Yeah. There's there's a market for everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you you, you know, we make those salt boxes. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> I, I can't believe still, like, how, like, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, yeah. how, like yeah. how. I think that, if they put up 2,500, they'd all sell out. That's what, are they, do you think they're only putting a few just to make it like that? Supply and demand. Yeah, like that. Oh, I have we to. We won't make anymore. Yeah, no. Was, oh, you won't do anymore. We're kind of the ones that set those. We, yeah, we set the numbers. I don't blame you. Yeah. Oh, you guys tell them how many you're willing to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, Adam uh, approached us with shit. the project, and he's like, "Yeah, so like, if you guys, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I think we could probably do like, I don't know, a thousand. So we did a thousand, and we're like, okay, we're not doing a thousand again. <laughs> we're like, that was too much. Been there. So we did five hundred, <laughs> and then so we got now we got the new laser. So we're like, oh, let's try six fifty this time. And how did, how long do you think it took? Uh, it takes about three weeks, probably, right? Yeah, the first the first round took a month. Yeah, because we're, we're figuring it out as we go. Um, the last one that we did was less than that. Yeah, maybe three man weeks. Yeah, yeah. Still, like, I would love That's to time. see. What's well, that? There's a, there's a video. Time. There's yeah. a video on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Of the original. You, you guys have them, like, hanging up and stuff? That's what I want to see, all these clothes lines uh, of, I don't uh, know if, of ports. I don't know if I have a picture of that. I probably have one on my phone somewhere. We had wires strung all around yeah, between the says. columns. Crazy. <laughs> this There's is like, the hooks. Oh, uh, this, this was a video. This is just, like, Instagram imported into our website. Yeah, so we were just dunking them into the tongue oil, hanging them up. Was that like one of those things that you thought about after you started to realize that you had to do something with 600 of these or were you pre-planned to hang them up? Jeff plans everything. Yeah. That's good. I would lay awake at night. (laughs) I'm like, okay, how can we not fuck up this job? (laughs) I get up in the morning, have my coffee, go, let's see what Jeff's already been up to for the last hour. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely uh, one of those things that I feel most people would probably have an oversight on. Like, wow, this is a lot of parts to do something with, which I found myself in situations before. I was like this thing that we were supposed to build, this 10-foot-tall yeah. dome. And we're like, yeah, we're going to buy a weather balloon, and we're going to paper mache it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, pop it. Yeah. Yeah. Do we, we that's how we're going to do it. And do, the, like, spray foam to yeah. kind of make it rigid on the yeah. inside. We, we did. Yeah, we've uh, done all crazy. 
a lot of events uh, like like this that mm-hmm. were for Sony and like the all these. We did uh, the baby that rapper. Okay. He had a big homecoming party, and I just liked that one the most. While I was talking about it, but they called us on like Thursday, and I had to be in North Carolina on Monday, <laughs> and this was a forty foot wide full service saloon that oh you could gosh. go into signage everything, and it was a full bar inside. We also had to had to build a life size house oh, that geez. was a trap house, trap house. yeah, <laughs> to look like out of one of his. Uh, videos and they were serving food out of it and it's like and they throw everything out so you have to think oh of these God. wild things like mm-hmm. you guys are saying yeah, it right got, here it got like, used for a five-hour event we yeah put it up and then as soon as the event ended it went into a 30-yard dumpster to the trash yeah. it's crazy uh, isn't it uh, I, I mean i was a, a caterer in san francisco um and it's like, a nice area yeah not anymore yeah money-wise though yeah, yeah this was back in um in the nineties when things were still really hopping, we did all this high end stuff. And like one Thanksgiving dinner, we had full blown, like 20 pound roasted turkeys at every table for, as part of the garnish. Oh, just as a look. Yeah. You know, decorated and stuff like that. Roasted, fully edible. I mean, and so that at the end of the night, there's like 20, 20 pound turkeys. Yeah. Like, I couldn't throw those away. Yeah, I, I, I literally went out in the alley and was handing out roasted turkeys to homeless people I with a roll it. of paper towels. Like thanks, happy Thanksgiving. Dude, they throw they would they throw, throw everything, everything away. Yeah. I know it's and then when we had the cleaning company, like I said, we were doing corporate like that all the time. He was just yeah. like, "You bought this just to do this with it?" Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. "No, nah, it's got it. We don't want it here." Exactly, uh, the, and. Food because it's perishable. Like there's like like city harvest yep. and stuff, place like that. They have all these rules. Yeah. So I used to um, bring like clean, you know, all garbage bags are clean, you know, on mm-hmm. the inside. And I used to use like those banana boxes, you know, those yep. Jeff. They're really sturdy. And I used to line them, and I'd make all these like food kits. Yep. And I, on the way back. To the shop at night, I'd be dropping them off, you know, <laughs> every other block where yeah. there would be all these like encampments of people. Because when you have food like that and you're throwing it away, and you come back to your shop and there's like literally two people inside your dumpster trying to find something to eat. Yeah. It yes. changes your perspective on oh, yeah. like what you need to be doing in the world. Oh, 100%. And you see that, uh, like I said, the corporate companies like this they don't give a shit no it's it's paid for and they're just like get rid of it yeah we got what we wanted out of it get rid of it and i couldn't bring it back to the shop because there's just not enough refrigerator space i mean there are parties going out yeah then you gotta get rid of it anyway right right so yeah now you're stuck with all these chickens and you're like man (laughs) so so the only way was to give it away so i had like my regular route They see the car coming, they're like, oh, he's here. Throwing he's, chickens out the side of the window. Like, I was like, you forgot the gravy. <laughs> it's like food Santa Claus, you yeah. know? Yeah, you get the guy, oh, listen, I appreciate it, but next time you think yeah. maybe you could get a loaf of bread would be nice, jerk yeah. off. You know? Believe me, there are those people, you know? Actually, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, oh, yeah, seriously. Tenderloin of beef again? <laughs> yeah, really, that's what you, see. you always see that. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> 
but yeah, the, those those types of things, man. They they always these were fun. Uh, the event things they always have your head like twisted in mm-hmm. like these. Oh yeah, uh, I was losing some sleep. I was losing sleep just bidding the job. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. The, the, the is, math is funny, right? Yeah. When you start fi- trying to figure out, like, all right. How many guys is it going to take to do this and how many hours and yeah. how much oh, material? There's and... so much logistics that go yeah. into that. And the thing is, it's not like, okay, listen, if I don't get it done Monday, we'll get there first thing Tuesday. No. If it's not done by 7 o'clock Monday, yeah. You're, yeah. you're done. Yeah. Like, there's going to be 300 people there at 7 o'clock and exactly. you have to be gone by that time. Yeah. The amount of stress that you have on, on those deadlines is insanity. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what took us out of that. It was like, the excitement of doing it was fun and you're getting to build like things like where else would you get to make these flower yeah, things? Yeah, 12 you know, foot tall flower. Yeah. But like the energy that it would take out of like me, like you said, you're thinking about this stuff. Like no, imagine you got it and now it's like, and also when those deadlines are there, like we were talking materials and you committed to saying you could do that. You committed to having there by Friday and no one has a weather balloon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I wanted to buy like a polyethylene stock tank to use for the bottom. And then it's like, I'm looking, it's like six week lead time, eight week lead time. Yeah. I'm like, this yep. isn't going to work. I'm like, now we got to build this thing. And that's, that's why we bought our first CNC. Yeah. Uh, because we were doing so many of these events, like after we got in with the cleaning and stuff and getting axed for it. And we couldn't rely on, we didn't need the machine to be like cutting all day. You know what I mean? Uh, I, haven't, I hadn't figured that part of it out yet. It was just, let's just make sure I don't have to rely on somebody else. Mm. Because, you know, getting stuff cut like that from people is unreliable. Uh, you get parts cut like from a reputable place. That, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's all, all they he cut. does. That's yeah, all he like does. asking someone to make you, you know, cut out this thing for a 10 foot flower is like, uh, I don't know, man. I'll throw it in when I can. Yeah, you they know? have their own projects going yeah. on. Yeah. So we needed to keep consistency just with doing that. And that's how we even got the CNC because, yeah, we started getting axed for And we were, we were doing tons and tons of events for all these brands and the stuff they think of. Uh, and they pitched the client with before asking you. That's yeah. the thing. They saw the client on the idea <laughs> before it's even engineered, yeah. like designed. Yeah, like that's we work with designers who do that in residential yeah. and <laughs> And they're like, wait, it's how much? They're like, we have to redesign. I'm like, you came up with the design. Yeah, yeah. I never, just just call you before. Like, you know you got this design together. You know you're going to ask Green Street to, to bid on it. Hey, guys, I got a relationship with you. Can you just, uh, you know, take a look at this? What do you think about it before? And you'll be able to look at it half the time and be like, dude, you're nuts. Yeah. We, yeah. we can't construct we, something we that would, way. We yeah. would joke all the time. It's like, these companies need a yeah. feasibility manager. <laughs> just like, we'll be the consulting service. Just call us when you come up with these crazy-ass ideas, and we'll tell you if they're feasible or not. Yeah, <laughs> It's all feasible. It's just, can you pay for it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's well, true. And can you get it in that amount of time? Yeah. yeah. They yeah. want it in a month. Yeah. And what it could do. You know, they're, they're saying, you know, especially with these event things, it's like, all right. And even working in Manhattan or you guys know, like I can do that, but can it fit in the building that way? Mm-hmm. Can it stand it's up like outside? those watches? Yeah. yeah. Can I deliver it on a truck Yeah, on the block? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've dealt with that. It's just like, Oh yeah, we have a loading dock. Well, no, they don't. And now we got to unload yeah. a 26 foot box truck, two blocks over around the corner. Yeah. And a fire who, lane who in Manhattan. That, you know. It's like when our edge banner showed up in a box truck. He's like, where's the loading dock? I'm like, there isn't one. 
14 foot long edge banner in a box yeah. truck. Remember the ropes waiting on the ropes for the wall? Oh yeah. We did this, uh, rope wall in a, a residential building in Newark. Like, so it was like a knee wall and then all these ropes with like a little carabiner on a bracket from the wall up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And there was glass between them, oh. like two rows of ropes. So 80 ropes. 80? No, yeah. 300. Oh, what? How was it? 150 each side? Yeah, I think it was 300 ropes. Yeah, you're we right. bought them direct from the manufacturer in China <laughs> uh, through Alibaba. <laughs> you know, because we're gonna have to so you know, buy. We're gonna have <laughs> not good. We were gonna have to buy the you know the two brackets. It's like a climbing rope from like gym class. You know, was it cut already? From yeah, that? yeah. So that was the thing. We were gonna have to. If we bought them, you know, through Amazon or whatever, we had to buy the bracket, we had to buy the rope, we'd have to cut the rope, shrink wrap it, put it in the thing, drill the hole. So we bought them to length, assembled everything direct from Mark Chen at the... Yeah. Did it come out good? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, the shipment got... <laughs> you just go, yeah, I hear him go... <laughs> you know, it got caught in the Suez Canal. No, no, it, didn't. it wasn't caught in the Suez Canal. But yeah, it was on a boat for like a really long time. You know, they were like, oh, it shipped. And they shipped like an empty box via UPS so no. that they could fulfill their shipping date through Alibaba. Um, oh, that's a little trick. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they showed up. And then we ordered all these screw eyes. We still have them. I don't know if you guys need any six nope. inch screw eyes, but we have 900 of them. Oh, wow. That's, that's good. Yeah. So originally, you never know. originally it was like, oh yeah, um, uh, 450. So it must've been 225 ropes. Cause each took two. We ordered 450 and they're supposed to be black. So then I get a thing. Oh, you know, the factory actually changed their minimum. The minimum's 900. So I'm like, all right, fine. Give us 900. They show up. It's just raw steel. And he goes, oh, no, no, in China, that's black. <laughs> I'm like, what? You just misunderstood it wrong. That's a- <laughs> so wait, do, do you have to spray paint them all or something? We- <laughs> you did, didn't you? <laughs> Is it worse than no, that? No, so yes. we... You dipped them. It turned out... <laughs> It turned out with the uh, with the length of these screw eyes, you know, we had a fixed distance from the top of the wall to the thing, and yeah. we were putting a piece of black melamine um, that they were too big. So then we had to get smaller ones, and we couldn't get them in black. So then we had to get them powder coat. Or no, did we get well, these? I had ones? to cut each one by hand. Yeah, because it could only screw in so far. Well, at least there was only nine hundred of them. Yeah. So then we got them powder coated. <laughs> oh, we had to order them from Granger. We had yes. to order new ones from Granger, get them powder coated, and then it turned out that I accidentally only ordered half. Yeah, the so amount. you had to get more from Granger <laughs> and get them powder coated again. <laughs> Rob's cutting them with bolt cutters. <laughs> yeah, we that, haven't done any crazy yeah, shit. No. <laughs> that's one of those lessons that you you hope never do again. That's, that's uh, but I guess you did it a few times on that but, project. Uh, but we made some money on that job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we had to yeah put a lean on the guy on the bill. That's what you were saying. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm not going anywhere for fifteen grand. Like, okay, you're well. not going anywhere now. Yeah, yeah. certainly not now. That's the thing. They were they were good money. Like all those projects, and they usually are. It's yeah. just like again, you're dealing with that. That that was some of my favorite Jeff moments though with that job because they, they the guy was slippery. He was a little slippery, you know. So we were like. We usually take uh, 10, then 75, and then collect at the end. And then the guy's like, 
no way. There's no way nobody gets like, that even kind of money. The elevator companies only take 50%. So we split it up. We split up the 75 into two payments. Mm -hmm. And so the second of the payment, Jeff tells him flat out, he goes, if you don't have a check there, we take, we turn the truck around and we go straight back home. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. tell them like right yeah. there. The guy was like, <laughs> they're like a, a Scooby Shaggy kind of double take on yeah. him. Yeah. And then we waited forever for final. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, I'm like, if we don't have a check by Friday, Monday, I'm calling Essex County. I'm filing a, you know, a uh, notice of unpaid balance. He's like, I'm so disappointed in you. I'm like, you owe us $15,000. Yeah, I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. You got to be as uh, direct as possible. Turns out we were just one in a line of people who uh, were yeah. not paid. Because yeah. we got served. We never actually... Essex County never actually uh, discharged the lien. So we got served this stack of papers. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I start flipping through it. I'm like... We're, we're listed as a defendant among like 10 other people. Oh, wow. Because a kitchen company was suing the same guy. You know, we were being shown as lien holders on the building. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Did you did you get paid or? Yeah, yeah we had gotten paid already. Yeah. Discharged the lien, yeah, it but come off it the, never actually was discharged. Yeah. yeah, they were all like 250 or something. Like that Yeah, it they? was like, yeah, a quarter million dollars. That's what they say you know, from uh, a lot of the, the people that, knowing the industry of this and the machine companies one i said a lot of companies especially commercial uh the bigger they start getting you know kind of to where your level you're at now and up go bankrupt because of that yeah uh you go into one of these companies on you know 90 day terms or 60 30 whatever it is or even just like some like not being firm like you just said you drop the stuff they don't pay you you know, and that's it. Like, you know, yeah. you don't get paid. Can't go 50 take grand. it back. You know? Yeah, exactly. Even and if you could, you, what are you going to sell it to somebody yeah. else? Yeah, you're screwed. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what uh, we started moving into. Like, I, th I think when we were doing it, it was almost like near a 70% deposit, you mm -hmm. know, uh, give or take. And once we started getting through things, you know, more and more, I'm not having you owe me money because you wanted something. Uh, yeah. Like, you don't get, especially yeah. with custom stuff, I never understood that mentality. Like, obviously, with our doors, you pay 100% up front. Uh, you can't walk into Target or Walmart, right. take it off the shelf, and tell me you're going to pay me later. You can with a credit card, and we take credit cards. So outside of that, why should you sit there and do this and build these beautiful things and then deal with someone? Just hope that you're going to pay our, yeah. our final 15%. Yeah. We, uh, we did some work for a developer who we hadn't worked with and got some sketchy feelings. I'm like, listen, I'm like, first, I'm like, you know what? We're backing out. We're not, we don't want to do yeah. the job. And then the d designer called, begged us, begged us. I said, we'll do it. 100% payment up front. <laughs> so they That's paid. It. They did it? We yeah. built, it was just a reception desk. That was, you know, the scope was huge. And then that's all we ended up doing. Um, it sat in the shop for three months. We need it ASAP, ASAP. We need it ASAP. <laughs> Oh, Three months later, hey, we're ready for the desk. And we built it in a week. Yeah. You know, two days. I mean, within yeah. the week. Yeah. They, they yeah. get pissed if you tell them you want to charge them storage. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. said, you got three months of free storage out of us. Yeah, that's that's what I try to preach to anyone. And we, listen, we are, we're guilty of it ourselves even still to this day. Uh, but as much as you could put on paper oh, yeah. prior yeah. to you doing anything, like yeah. listing out those stipulations and being aggressive with like, you know, your, your payment structure and whatnot. Like, listen, who's ever not benefited from that? Uh, it's good for both sides. Yeah. It helps yeah. the customer. There's, there's clarity. 
there is uh, expectations between what you're getting and what you're receiving and, you know, vice versa. And it gives you something always to go back on. And again, I'm not saying that we're flawless. Up Everybody here. skips a step every yeah. now and again. And we keep trying to, you know, record that and fix it and whatnot. Yep. But so many people mess up just on that. Like you're yeah. too scared to ask for your money. Like, uh, yeah, I know yeah, guys who are like, still taking like 40%. Yeah. How? I'm like, the material yeah. costs more, more than that. How, yeah. yeah. How are you? How do you live that? then? Exactly. And <laughs> you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's that's the only way. You're spending it. the other person's money to do the other person's job. And a lot of the, yep. you, a lot of the times, like I was been guilty of that. You know what I mean? When we first started and whatnot, a hundred percent, you, you had no other choice. No. Like that's also what benefits you being more credible too, though. Cause you know, like we were saying before, you guys got the nice truck. You got, yep. you look trustworthy. You have a place that people could come to and uh, can complain to, but without doing it that, that way. And you're like going on the street. You never know what the hell's going to happen. Some person yeah. doesn't pay you, and now you're out of business because you didn't want to write something down or ask someone for your money. That yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't have we we don't start working until we're paid eighty five percent, and I could count on one hand the number of people who have had an issue with that. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's what, yeah. We hear, you just have to ask. Like yeah, yeah. People, that's what we hear all the time. They're like, oh, you get paid up front. It's like, yeah. Like what? <laughs> What, why would I do this without doing that? Yeah. Like, like the only reason we really do it that way is because we have the installation is like, you know. Yeah, I see that. But if you do that as a separate line item and it's, you know, your, your T&M or wherever you break down your install, like, listen, that's, that's a separate check. Yeah, but you like, should have that as a separate item. Yeah. It, yeah. And then. And t a lot of guys I've been talking to, they're like, do T&M on install. Dude, like, oh, that's sounding, 100%. Like, that sound a lot better. Oh, you, that's what we ran. Because also like and with that and you see guys we we did TNM on everything when we did all this commercial stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh out you know, structure building is a different thing, but anything that was install or repair was TNM. Um and I mean TNM to everything. The TNM is not you using your leftover screws on this person's job to help them out. It's mm -hmm. buying another box of screws right. with their money. Yep. Uh and you will amass a huge amount. It's very beneficial for a business that's that's doing that type of stuff because you should be, and you start seeing what you should be charging for. Like, no, you will need 500 screws and they do mm -hmm. cost a hundred bucks. Like, yeah. you just didn't think of that. Yeah. But now you don't have to. Yeah. We, we would just break it down as what we assume this job will take and what we assume the materials to do it will take. Until the right. field conditions fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Which they always do. Which is yeah. fine though. If that happens. But you're like, covered for your time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? It's not my fault that someone hit something behind your wall. Again, you asked me to come here. Mm -hmm. And this is your building or house or whatever it is. Why the hell should I have to pay to figure it out? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We're expensive. And you should have checked it, that before if it was something that, you know, mattered to you. As a good the, work ain't cheap and cheap work ain't yeah. good. Yeah. Or the plumber didn't show up and there was a pipe and now you had to cut the back of the cabinet <laughs> and put a thing. How on. many times? And, you know, because we're nice mm -hmm. and we're good, it's like, all right, we've done this before. We'll do it again. Yep. But two hours go by as you're trying to fit and jam a cabinet in that you got to cut the back and the floor off yeah. and the, yeah. the pipes are not in the same Supplies line. Supplies in the floor and the drain in the wall. It's like how geometrically, how do you expect us to do this elegantly? Yeah, no. And, and, but the thing is when you, when you are getting paid for it, even you, like you figure think out a differently, way. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're not a, 
Oh yeah, we're in full panic mode. Like, let's get this fucking shit done. Yeah, yeah. Gotta get out of here. 100%. We got work at the shop that we gotta go finish. No, exactly. That, that's uh, or you get grouchy. You get really grouchy oh, because oh, yeah. absolutely, you start feeling taken advantage of. Them. You're losing money. Yeah, you're you're unprepared usually. Yeah, right. It, like you were talking about with the table saw, we have a a job site saw stop in the van. Oh, cool. And it's a great saw, but. We always like to say, if that comes out, it's because something's wrong. Yep, there's, yeah. there's a problem. <laughs> we don't yeah. want to have to use that machine. If we do, it's there, but we don't want to have to yep. use it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, I highly recommend uh, time and material. Whoever says that, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking not to do it because you always make money. You'll never, you'll never be able to know what variables you have. It's, you're always going to lose money trying to guess what it's going to you. That's what we. That's where we are right now. We're we have put it. Julie on that. Yeah, right yeah. up. A, Just the, dude, the hardware alone, and like those, you know, uh, things that you're using that you're not really thinking about. Yeah, we have a line item see. for that stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, when you're on the, at least this is problems that we would run into. Is that yeah, you go on the job, you're prepared with your line item stuff yeah. that <laughs> you went to there with, and now the wall's concrete. Yeah, you don't have tap cons. You don't have. Because they told you it was sheetrock. Yeah. You gotta buy the bit. Yeah. So, yeah. and you're in Manhattan. There's yeah. 200 bucks. Yeah. Oh, forget yeah. about it. And you Manhattan. have to go and get. And you got to go to the store to buy. It's it. a half a day. One yeah. guy, yeah. half a day, running around. Dude, yeah. we we would charge the minute that the truck showed up to the building, or someone stepped onto the property of the building. Again, this was all uh, mostly uh, all commercial work at this point. But um, the minute we showed up, we clocked in. So if we had to sit with five guys at the service elevator. Because oh, yeah. this guy's an asshole and doesn't want to bring it. I don't care. You're paying for five guys. If you show up and the place isn't ready for what they said it was, sure, we'll stand here. You know what I mean? And there's a minimum of, of eight hours to bill out for mm -hmm. what it is. Like, I'm not losing my day. Like, yeah. you need that money to run your business. Like, why should their mess up? Elevators in Manhattan. That's a whole, That's another <laughs> podcast. Oh, man. Like it's it's whoever is listening not from over here. It is a hundred percent what you think it is that they show on TV. Where <laughs> yeah. you got to yeah. walk in, pay Grease. the guy off. Yeah, dude. Holy cow, it's, it's crazy. crazy. And there's there's a lot of buildings that you could only work you could only work till coffee break. Yeah. Then you got to yeah. leave the building. Yeah, go back, leave yeah. for lunch. Just like by the time you get set up. You're working for like a half hour. God forbid you need one of those tiny dumpsters, you know, oh, those oh, little oh, ones. The for, carts that, yeah, they, they, yeah, you got, you, oh, you need uh, a cart? Bang you over the head for the price uh, and, and then, just getting it. Yeah, and then the times you can use it and then protecting mm -hmm. the floor. Yep. Masonite. <laughs> and, oh, you don't, and no one knows anything unless you worked in Manhattan in one of those buildings because oh, that, it is. Yeah. It's crazy. And they really, like the elevator guys, I'm sorry, but their those job is like, how can I stretch this as yeah. much as possible to get those guys? Out of much it? I don't know They're how much six money figures. they make on the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Oh, dude, dude, bottles for Christmas oh, yeah. and oh, thanks, like thanks for letting me use the use elevator. the elevator that you get paid. Right, it's that here I also for me. don't know why here I can click use. the button. You know what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's because it's, it's the service elevator. Yeah, you gotta go in through the back. Yeah. It's of the got building the lever. On the side. Yeah, we just were, were running one to get that thing down. I almost, I almost caught my fingers in the, uh, oh, in the doors. The fence? Yeah. Oh yeah, that that'll get you. Oh, like an old school one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh man, I know the, the New York elevator racket. It's, it's, it's. I mean, just some of those buildings. What a, it's bringing stuff into them. 
like you would assume some of these buildings like are huge. Yeah. Oh, they must have a big elevator. No, no. it's like a closet. 30, 40 story building. Yeah. No, yeah. regular size elevator. Yeah with, yeah, with the closet and like, and a guy's, that's the other part is it's a tiny elevator. And the guy has to ride with you. The guy has to ride with you. I know. And he's sitting yeah. in a chair. Yeah. Like, we, <laughs> we, he's wearing a uniform. Yeah, we, we were just, the la- one of the last jobs we did, man, it was this exact situation. And the guy, dude, he fell asleep while we were, we were standing in the elevator. We're standing, yeah. We, we were in the elevator, like, standing there, and he's sleeping, and we're like, Yo, bro. Is this guy fucking with us? Or? Oh, man, sorry. I, I, I fell like, asleep. It's you like, guys just got here? No, we've been waiting for a couple minutes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but you can't say anything, because I'm like, if I yeah. piss this no, guy off at the cannot, first thing in the yeah. night, like yeah. I'm not getting anything else up or down this building. That, that's oh, that's sure. the other thing. When you got to do the night, you got to do the, all the shutdowns oh, at night. Everything's at everything, night. Everything, yeah. Which is, that's like also, you just. Yeah, commercial everything is at night. Um, And the residential stuff, you have have the short days. Yeah. Two two completely different types of. uh, Oh, man. Customers and everything to do with it. And people used to wonder why everything costs a fortune of money. Oh, there's there's no cheap way. We, when we go into the city, we already know we're spending 200 on a ticket. Like that's. Mm -hmm. You're getting a parking. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you got to charge for that. Yeah. So Even if you find a spot, you you know, it's 150 bucks to yeah. park. Yeah, because you got to, if even if you find a spot now, you got to keep sending a guy down. That's more expensive to pay the, the meter Yeah. than it is to just take the ticket. What cracks me up is, like, if you pay for four hours, which is like a four-hour maximum or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like it costs more than paying hour by hour. Yeah. They're like, yeah. we know it's convenient uh-huh. for you, so we're going to charge you more. Yep. <laughs> and the worst is when you... I couldn't tell you how many times what, this is why we started taking the tickets is you pay it, you pay it, and then you forget. Then you get the ticket. Then you get the ticket. It's like, I just paid $45 in meters, and I just got, got the with, ticket. with a ticket. Yeah. Get you from, from both ends there. Oh, man. Uh, it, it's, this is some of that stuff that's only funny now. Oh, it, yeah. It's not funny then. Oh, no, they, you, It's so aggravating. So, so frustrating, that whole yeah. entire process. Just the, the, the thought of going into the city and working there, especially at night, like you said, on commercial, you got to think, like, all your resources, like, even though it's Manhattan. Everything's closed. Everything's closed. Yeah. Like, yeah. there is, there's always that hardware store, you know, whatever I mean, now is, they have but, Home Depots and stuff. Back then, they didn't have them. Yeah, they got a Home Depot, but you think you're, you're downtown, and you yeah. got to go to Midtown to go yeah. to Manhattan. Like, yeah, it's only a mile away, but takes forever yeah you can't move the truck i'm not no, losing my spot no. you know so i used to have a skateboard <laughs> dude. i used to go thing. around go around on my skateboard to try to cut time out because yeah. it was uh yeah. having to do that stuff yeah um i mean the, the city stuff like i i had it on in san francisco too but the whole thing about parking and not losing your spot oh, yeah like, it, it's uh, it's it's hysterical because if you've like I've been living out here for 20 something years. And one of the things I value most is going home at night and pulling into my driveway. Oh, hell yeah. It's a whole different dynamic. <laughs> like people who've side. done that their whole life, you can't un- comprehend the anguish of like having a vehicle in the city. Dude, I had a, a, when I was still living in Brooklyn, I had a 14 foot box truck. Oh, shit. That was my like driver. Oh, my, when I sold all my stuff, I had my truck and I had this, living on this couch and it was like 
I remember specifically it was it was uh, Thanksgiving Eve, trying to find a spot. Yeah, that's this, the biggest just, drinking night of the year. Oh, I had to sleep in my truck because yeah. <laughs> you can't leave it. They'll tow it out of the yeah. uh, you know. Then my tr- and to get a truck out of uh, you know the, the pound is yeah. like crazy. So yeah, you're sleeping in the truck, like trying to make sure that. I don't get towed and I can't find this side. You got to, so you got the alternate <laughs> side and you uh-huh. got this. And I mean, I remember nights coming home because you, you don't want to move, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to. And you do the circle, you know, the ever widening circle yep. around your place. <laughs> and it's like, all right, come on. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take one on Union. I'll, I'll, just give me a spot on Union. And then you're like your wide. All right, I'll, I'll take I'll take a spot on Berkeley. Give me Berkeley. Just give me a spot. All right, I'll take a spot. I have to move it at 6 a.m. Just give me a spot. I'll just take a cab to my house after I park wherever it is. It's, it's fine. Oh my god. I mean, it could, I'm not exaggerating. It could go on for two hours. Oh yeah, I'm you're not driving kidding. around I, looking oh, for yeah. a spot. I, I've had I had to sleep in the truck. Like there's plenty. Yeah, you can't yeah. go into a spot or you find a spot, and yeah, it's a place that you have to move in the morning. Yeah, and it's like now you're fucking exhausted because I've been driving around all night trying to find a spot, and I got to get up in four hours to to move the car. Yeah, how about when you're driving around so long, you're starting to get the early morning people that pull out. Oh yeah, that's when you see people starting to go to work, yeah. and now you're like, wow, man, got a spot for an hour. Should I just drive back to work now? Is <laughs> oh god, it's definitely, yeah, definitely it true. Is, that's a certain kind of misery. Yeah, oh, it, it drives yeah. you crazy, man. I, now living in Jersey uh, and going back, I'm like. Had I live here. Yeah, dude, just the anxiety. Yeah. Like, have you ever driven a truck, like a box truck in Manhattan? Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. or through it or whatnot. Like, you're just, like, panicking. Like, low overpasses. Like, just, And the streets are so narrow. Yeah, people running in front of you, like, yelling at you for, like, I can't yeah. say it. What do you want me to do? You know, yeah. scream, wanting to yeah. fight you. Double parking. Now you yeah. can't get the truck down the street <laughs> yep. that you ended up on. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hate to do this, but... Should probably start wrapping yeah. up. Bewitching out. Yeah, I got to get yeah. to to back to school in an hour and a half. All right, my guys. Well, yeah, well, it was let's, nice. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's cap it off and remind everybody who you are and where they can reach you. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, New Doors at N-U-D-O-O-R-S dot com or we're on social media at the same thing at New Doors and our finishing company, uh, supply company is unitedfinishes.com that's u-n-i-t-e-d finishes.com and the same thing at social media as well at united finishes yeah so you can cool yeah check out the website you can plug in your dimensions and pick your door style and uh, you know and get live pricing which is cool yeah and and seriously guys call us with if you have any questions i don't care if you're ordering one door or you need ten thousand, we will help you with whatever it is uh and no question is stupid We've probably been asked it five times that day as well. So uh, let us know. That's the alarm going yeah. on. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And the pricing, I'll say the pricing is, is really good. You know, Thank I, you. I, when we yeah. place the order, I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. It, it does make more sense for you to get yours than typically buy them. So, and um, like we're friends that. now, but we didn't know you guys from yeah. Adam and we ordered like 10 doors and they were here the next day. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, uh, again, we, we try to, pride ourselves and build our business around again, being efficient and treating everybody. I, you know, I don't know that you, 
your one door could turn into a hundred thousand yeah. doors down the road. You never you know. know who we're gonna bump into that needs yeah. ten thousand doors. Yeah, it's that's, true. That's the way it goes. Yeah, in this business, that, that, right? is the, that is the way it goes. Yeah. So, and no, we, I appreciate you having us here. And we obviously, as I told you before, we would love for you guys to come down. Oh, yeah. we're gonna do it. Um, and, uh, It'd be a cool video for the YouTube channel. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So, all right, yeah. all right, guys. Thanks, guys. thanks a lot. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Next week is, I guess, season finale. Yeah, episode 52. 52. Oh, cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. As always, Rob and I, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in.